Okay, so basically, welcome back, welcome back to the Nor TV podcast. Hi. We're gonna call it like the semi annual podcast now because it's not a weekly thing anymore. Clearly, um, welcome to how ladies get there when we get get there. We get there when we get there. One CPT time um, with your girl Angelique and Bell, and that's just how this is gonna, how it's gonna be like. Um, yeah, so we have notes. We want to talk about Wonder Woman 84, which has gotten the worst reviews ever, right? Like, like you would think really it was a truly terrible movie. I like had so much fun oh. watching it. I thought people were gonna love it because they complained so much about the Snyder movies being so dark, and this one was bright, cheerful colors, like friends. <laughs> like, so I was sure that everyone was gonna be like, yes, this is what we wanted. And everyone was like, no, fuck you. I, I was shocked by <laughs> the amount of hate it got. And I felt like there was just a lot of completely made up unwarranted hate too. Like people- I mean, it was sexist as hell. Searching for, yeah, they were doing- And like one difference that. between the two movies that someone pointed out was that there were a lot more dudes in Wonder Woman than in Wonder Woman 84. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that was so silly. Like, I guess we can just like go over some of the stuff that I felt like yeah. was super obvious and I didn't understand why people didn't get it. Um, so like, first of all, the stone, I don't get why that was so confusing to people. Right. It's a stone made by a trickster god that grants wishes. Every time anyone digs this thing up and uses it, it destroys the whole society. And we saw in this movie how a wish stone destroys a society. Ta-da! It's like, it's not, like, they explain it very simply. And it's like, (laughs) it's like, um, she even literally says it's the monkey paw, right? It's you, you get your wish, but then something else negative counteracts it. So I don't know why reviewers were like, Oh, why would is why would um she be losing her powers? Oh, why was Barbara acting like that? Because Barbara lost her humanity to get her powers. Right. And, and then anybody who does like genre TV, every single supernatural show has one of these. Remember, there was one on Charmed. On Lost Girl, they had two different ones. I'm pretty sure there was one on Buffy. Like anyone who like does like sci-fi fantasy kind of stuff a supernatural urban fantasy kind of stuff there's at least one episode where whether it's an artifact or a person or a genie or a thing or a computer program or like whatever grants wishes and they suck right like even with um and even if it's not a literal object with this this monkey paw concept like i've been re-watching well, kind of watching for the first time, actually, Being Human US version, because I'm so mm-hmm. bored. Um, <laughs> and like, there's this thing where the, you know, the girl, she misses her door to go to the other side for out of, you know, poor circumstances. And like the mm-hmm. Grim Reaper shows up and he's like, well, I can wipe you out of existence or you can become the new Grim Reaper. And it's like, yay, she can get to stay, but at what cost? Like, this is like always a, I don't get what was so confusing about, or why they found it so insane that Wonder Woman, right, could have a magical stone in it, when, never mind it being in the books, but I'm like, 
she's got woman. a magical lasso she's a magical woman like made out of clay who fought the god of chaos in her last movie and the magic rock is just too far for you guys really right so it's okay for it's okay for gods to make lassos that are magical it's not okay for gods to make rocks that are magical you can have oh, magic wait, rope but not magic stones. wait did you miss that too there was a ton of complaints about the lasso people were like i don't get this lasso why is it how come it can go so far and go so and do all of this and do all of that and it can latch on the lightning it's made of magic like i don't know what to tell you and like it's okay for zeus to throw lightning like it's a thing you can hold in your hand but she can't swing off of it like get it this is giving me okay life. you guys are gonna have to just be like okay so here there's magic and so when they say the explanation is magic what happened with something magical and y'all just gonna like have to suspension of disbelief let it rock because like the answer to that question is magic it's move on. It is what it is, right? Like, like imagine if every episode of Charmed, you were like, but like, why does it work for them to mix this stuff up and make up a poem and hold hands and things die? What the heck is that? Imagine. Magic. It's magic. Sort of. <laughs> um, Poetry doesn't kill demons. What are they talking about? Right. It's, it's giving me like, remember the show Merlin when everyone was complaining, they're like, Oh, um, you know, Gwen can't be, Guinevere can't be Black because of the, the, the historical accuracy. I'm like, there's, the show is narrated by a talking dragon. So if you can accept the talking dragon, I think you can accept. And then whatever they say, there's a historical inaccuracy when there's like a Black person in Europe. I want to know when right. these people think Black people were invented. I, I think they And when do they think they found votes? We were invented in like the 1960s. <laughs> like <laughs> anything before that, we're like not allowed to be in any period dramas or anything. Right. Othello had a thing. Black man in it. How did Shakespeare know about Black people if there weren't Black people in know. Europe? He made in them the 1400s. Up. He invented the first Black person. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thanks, Shakespeare. You are responsible for it our existence I, I don't know um yeah and then so the other besides the magic point that they weren't getting they didn't understand um the wishes at the end they felt like that was super unrealistic and for me I felt like when I watched it I completely interpreted this a different way and I just assumed everyone else did too was that once Max took back his wish. Everyone who used him to make theirs, their wishes were taken back too. So all those million, all those people didn't have to take it back. No, they were doing was, that because they like wanted to. Because right, like Yeah, the ones that we saw, but I don't think everyone did, you know what I mean? No. Um, and I don't think this, the movie wanted us to think that it's- No, because the movie would have said that. Yeah. Like someone would have said the, the only way this stops is if everybody takes back their wish, if that was the requirement. And that was never said. He was he was the stone. So once he, he resounded his wish, everyone did. Like they no way had yeah. a choice after that. The only ones that was would have remained was Barbara's and Diana's because they made a wish on the actual stone itself, not through him. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people also seem to not understand that like everyone we saw interacting with the stone was to some extent being like magically influenced. Right. Like why would every single person in the world who wanted to rescind their wish, like in all different languages, use the same language and all use the same like language to do it and all of that for the same reason that everybody 
actually had a wish, the thing pulls it out of you. Because remember, um, I think Diana like didn't even say it out loud. Like it literally pulls the wish out of you. Like it acts on you with magic. That's how it gets wishes out of people like that. Because obviously if some stranger walked up to you and was like, what do you most desire in life? Most people wouldn't answer with their deepest, most secret desire, right? right? Exactly. So I've, you know, a lot of the confusion here was people not understanding that the stone had effects on people's behavior. Right. Like, obviously, this was, um, Bobber is not a bad person. It's, <laughs> in order to get that wish to be powerful, she had to lose her humanity. And Diana literally said that. And then in that very same scene, she said to Diana, what are you losing? And the pan, the camera panned to Steve, you know, by having mm-hmm. Steve, she's losing her powers. Like, I don't know how much more obvious. And that's, and it's the same thing they're losing. What makes them them, right? Like right. what makes Diana, Diana is her like goddess powers. And what makes Barbara, Barbara is her sweet quirkiness. Right. And I just feel like, I can't tell if the backlash is just everyone is stupid or- I mean, I think a lot of people are stupid (laughs) because I've seen some, like, no joke, like I've gone to some like movie review channels and seen they have like an hour or two hours about this. And by 20 minutes in, I'm like, did y'all make it through third grade? Like when they're like, I don't understand what happened. They found a stone that grants wishes that makes something sucky happen. They made wishes and something sucky happened. Then they took the wishes back. There's a lot of things that are complicated in this world. That plot wasn't one of them. This this movie was so simple. Like, I don't really, (laughs) if you say you don't like it, that's one thing. But to be like, I don't get it. (laughs) What don't you get, baby? Like, it was was so, like, there's nothing confusing about this movie. I don't get it. This is the least complicated movie in the Snyderverse. It was literally more complicated how Aquaman had a claim to the Atlantean throne. Honestly, like, heck, Shazam was more complicated. (laughs) Right. Who's that dude? Who's that dude in the woods and the mission? What's going on? Right. Like, how did how did this dude with the staff come to be like that? That backstory, (laughs) I have to rewatch it again. Was he human? I don't know where he came from. He was just was he the spirit of the Shazam? Like, what was he the staff? Like, I don't. I don't know nothing. It like, was him and his, yeah. like, I feel like, I watched it a while ago, so now I kind of forget, but I feel like the folklore for that, or the lore was him and his siblings were granted these powers by the gods, I think. Okay. And then one of them, like, who becomes Black Adam, went off on his own and, like, unleashed the seven deadly sins and they kill a bunch of people, and I don't know where Black Adam is. That, so... Well, he's about to get a movie, and he's going to be the rock, so we're going to find out. Yeah, so I don't remember where they said he is. <laughs> I don't know where he is all of Shazam. I mean, the answer to where he is is somewhere being very fine, and I can't wait till we get the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so... Oh, yeah, can. Wonder Woman 84. Very simple plot. Like, no more complicated than the plot of Detective Pikachu. If you didn't like the plot, like if you thought, like a lot of people claim seem to just think the whole concept of like a stone that grants wishes but ruins your life is stupid. And like, okay, I mean, that doesn't make it confusing, but like, okay, if just like 
the concept of Wishmaster the villain is whatever to you, then I guess you're not going to like a movie where the main villain is Wishmaster. Valid. Right. But then my question is, <laughs> what do they expect from a Wonder Woman movie? Like, I mean, well, I what, think a lot of people, first of all, don't know who her rogues are. I don't think, I think they that's do. One. They don't I, know. I think that's half the problem. They're like, <laughs> a lot of people are like, who's Maxwell Lord? He's just some guy. And I'm like, so is Lex Luthor, so is the Joker, like, <laughs> right, because we've had all this media, like, with the rogues of these male characters, I think that, like, I think it, I think one big part of it is that, like, for real, folks, like, don't know her rogues, folks might know Cheetah from, like, the 60s, 70s cartoon, like, they well, don't know Wishmaster, they might know Dr. Psycho from the Harley Quinn cartoon, might not, like, Otherwise, if you haven't read her comics, you don't know these people. And that's the thing, though. That's what's killing me is that I haven't really read Wonder Woman comics. I, like, have always liked her from the cartoons. I think my first introduction to Wonder Woman was Justice League, the Justice League cartoon and Justice League. Yeah. And, and I was like, cool, I like her. And see, my introduction to her was, like, the Super Friends in, like, the 60s. I remember they used to be reruns of that. I like this like, little girl. And the what? 70s TV show with, like, Linda Carter. And, I remember, I remember you know. some scenes from Linda Carter. But, um, so when she was, when she was going to be in Batman versus Superman, I was all hyped because I was like, oh, my God, it's the Trinity from the cartoons. I love this. So then I went, I was like, okay, there's going to be a Wonder Woman movie now? Who are her enemies? And then that's how I found out. <laughs> who her enemies are because I didn't really know so I was like dead like, serious I didn't know either because because okay. like on the tv show they didn't bother with any of her classic rogues I think she was oh. just dealing with like just dudes there's justice league people um so I was just like who is Maxwell Lord I didn't know either so then I went and looked him up and I was like okay that's what he does what's the stone thing looked it up you know google is your friend and like I didn't look, look anything up I just watched the movie and I was able to follow the plot y'all play it yeah <laughs> I only watched it because I didn't know who Max Lord, Maxwell Lord was. So I was like, is this the guy who has powers? Is he immortal? Who is he? So that's why I went and looked it up and I'm like, oh, okay, this is it. It's all right. Um, See, I have a bad habit of liking to just hop into stuff halfway knowing what's going on. Like I started watching Vampire Diaries season four and like literally just started watching. Like, so I, I don't necessarily mind not knowing what's going on. I'd rather Google afterward than have stuff be spoiled. Yeah, I mean, it's just not that deep because I feel like anything you're confused about, really, you can just simply Google who this person is. Hey, yeah, is this and stone the DC some- Wiki is really deep. Right. Is this stone something they, stupid thing they made up in the movie, or is it a serious part of Diana's rogue gallery folklore? Google, oh, yeah, it is. So maybe I should shut up and stop calling Patty a hack because she literally pulled this from the books. It's not right. bad. Like, and are you going to so be mad if her next if her next villain is like Cersei or Gigant? What's her name? Is her name Gigantia? Yeah, Gigantia. Gigantia. <laughs> if it's a giant woman, are y'all going to be mad? And be like, oh, they're stupid. Why she's so big? Stupid. What's this? Why is this this big woman here? What's going on with this big bitch? Take it up with the writers. Like this is not. I don't know. How many of you take it up with Professor Marston and his Wonder Women? Like, why are we blaming Patty for this? And then, like, so, oh my gosh, like, before the movie even came out, people were like, oh, 
cheetah. She's gonna look stupid. Is she gonna have hair on her face? Oh, what does she look like? I'm like, what do you think? When, I, when I heard people like? say worried that she used to look like one of the cats in the cat musical, like, yo, she looked like a jellicle cat. I died. I was amused. Oh, oh. And she didn't. But even I if she like, had, they looked terrifying in the cat. I asked someone and then, scary. I asked someone on Twitter about that. I was like, okay, so if they had just legit put like a, a CGI cheetah in there, like, oh. Would that have worked better for you, like a talking CGI cheetah? And they stop responding to me. And I'm like, because what? what's the options, right? Right. Like, just, do you want her in a fursuit? If not, then CGI. Because <laughs> <laughs> like those are the options. We cover her in fur or we get CGI. Like a zip, like a or zip would up. you rather her just actually turn into a cat? Like, I cannot. This Which, I mean, it would not be funny if she actually turned into a cat, but like, because then, you know, Sister Earth Garden Terror would have been a lot, but like, you know, <laughs> but also it would have been not that character. Uh, a cheetah is a, a cheetah lady. She looks like a thundercat. That's her vibe. Like, I, I don't know what to tell them. Oh, and then like, that's one of the other things they were like, oh, how come she can cut through the armor like that? Da, da, da. She has diana's power she's literally as strong as diana so if diana can break through that armor so can cheetah this like take it up with the writers i beg it's not patty's fault like, she, didn't, she didn't pull this right. out of nowhere like and what kind of villain would she be if she was weaker than diana <laughs> Listen, I, cannot, I can't let people who are like why is the bad guy able to beat this beat this person i'm like because if they couldn't, there's no movie. What do you mean? No, there's it would no have been conflict. just like the scene at the mall. She'd have grabbed her by her ankle. She'd have gone, Row! and that would have been the movie. <laughs> like, what do you, you guys want a movie with no conflict? No, like there's no, no stakes, no issues. Well, people are mad about every single element of conflict in this movie. My so goodness. I don't, are you mad it wasn't a whole movie or she was just making out with Steve? Oh, wait, no, because y'all are mad she did that too. I don't know what y'all want from me. Some people were mad he was there. Some people said he didn't do enough. Some people said it was a racist movie. Like it was the most racist movie they've ever seen. And I was like, that's fascinating to me. I would love to know what other movies you saw. Can you recommend them? <laughs> I don't think they've seen Crash. That was... <laughs> Give that one a gander if you want to see a really stupidly racist movie. Or just like anything by Stephen King. <laughs> just all of them. That's right. Um, I threw a chair. Come for me. Show me a movie he made with Black people in it that wasn't racist. I can't. The Green Mile. Let's the let's, magical. Let's, you know let's what? stream um, Gone with the Wind. And let's, have, <laughs> let's have a chat about that. Birth of a Nation. Uh, I, like, I don't understand. So what I'm getting from this, right? Apparently, it's racist that he went there, Maxwell Lord went there, told this man, oh, what's your deepest wish? And this man said so without any idea that it would actually come, like not right. expecting it, not being... Because um, Maxwell didn't tell him, I'm right. a magic person who can make this happen. And he wasn't like, mwahaha, evil brown person, mustache twirl, kill all the poor people. That's not what happened. He and as soon as it like, actually started happening, the dude was like, oh my, my God. He was like, whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. Like, right. <laughs> this is not what I want. Like, 
immediately like, regret. As soon as he made the wish, like, and Max was like, okay, so I'm taking your oil. He just like watched out. The guy's like, wait, what? Like immediately the guy's like, what's going on? Then it starts happening. He's furthermore like, what? Not long after that, he's like hiding under his desk. Like how do I roll all of this back? <laughs> like if these were evil people, they weren't acting very evil. And even no. the, like that, they were like, oh, it's only the brown guy. I'm like, the president was over here launch More nukes. Right, more nukes, more nukes. Like, <laughs> Fuck Russia, let's blow the whole world up. Let's win. Like what? I will be king of the rubble, America. Like how are we not getting how the stone manipulates people was right. clearly manipulating Max himself. Um, yeah. I and just don't I understand. Mean, because we see that Max, you know, he was a bit of a charlatan, bit of a huckster, but like kind of pathetic, but there was no evidence he'd ever done anything actively evil before. No. Like, unless you count buying some oil that's supposed to have land on it and really hoping it has oil as him being hugely actively evil and then telling people, yeah, there's definitely going to be oil because that's we, that's the only thing we see him doing like before he gets uh, the stone and yeah, that land hasn't shown much potential. So he is like kind of overselling it and over leveraging mm. himself and all. But I mean, there's, that's there's not a really way, that much. There's a way to do like evil Arabs in movies. We've seen and it we have before. Seen it. We've seen it. Like, remember Iron Man when the evil Arabs kidnapped him and then he got away from them and then he saw something on Fox News or whatever that pissed him off then he went back there and murdered them in cold blood and then came home and then was like haha that was me I'm Iron Man and everyone clapped yeah remember that does anyone know just me and then also just to keep it real like (laughs) you know just like in the 80s like the villain was always the Soviets Ever since, like, we got into that whole, you know, Iraqistan conflict over in that area, the villain in, like, almost all the action movies has been some Arab person or another. So it's not even, like, it's been a widespread, consistent thing. That's what we do. It's part of Mm -hmm. the American propaganda machine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they didn't do that in Wonder Woman. Like, they, this man was in this movie for, like, five minutes. He was not the villain of this movie. He was a victim of this power-hungry man who himself ended up realizing what he was doing was wrong. There wasn't anyone who was being like a completely irredeemable psychopath here. Everyone was just... Everyone was under the influence of a stone that has as its intention to destroy the world with humanity's greed. Yeah. And so that's where that went. Um, and like one th- another thing that was mentioned by people before that was like supposedly racist about this movie was they went to see this guy and I think he had like full dreadlocks or something. He's like, yeah, I'm totally Mayan. And it was like, what? But then when he actually went through that book, you see his actually real mind stuff in there. So actually the guy wasn't lying. So it was subverting that whole assumption that people make you know, based off of like looking at someone or how they come across about what their ancestry is. So a lot of people kind of miss the point of that. The point wasn't that he was a fake, it's that he was the real thing. People assumed he was a fake because he was a goofy person and he didn't look like how you expect someone with my ancestry to look. But the other thing about that scene too, I'm just like, 
what is it that people really want? Like, were they expecting him to be like in full Mayan garb or something? Like he's- I mean, maybe if he would wear a hat with feathers. Whatever, he's a modern guy who just right. got some things handed down from him. And he's using those things to, he's kind of exploiting these things that were handed down to him, but that doesn't erase that they actually belong to him. Right. And it is his ancestry. He may yeah. not be using it. In and a if there's anybody who way. has a right to use it, then that would be him, right? Because that right. is his by birthright. Like he's not that. necessarily using it in a respectful way. You can make that, but right. I don't see how that's such a hard um <laughs> so many people were like this guy's a cultural appropriator and it was like actually the whole point of that is he's not appropriated it's his because family. people thought that he was lying about like being mine or something and they were going to open the book and it was going to be fake but then they opened the book and it was real so that was the twist <laughs> that it's, it was that it was real it's not appropriation it's vague disrespect That's yeah yeah but, but still is right because it's his stuff yeah, and I think a lot of people didn't realize that just like how that scene was kind of uh, deconstructing the idea of like a fake mystic pretending to have these ancient things or whatever, it was also deconstructing the whole thing with the Arab people, the whole assumption that you would make about what their role is going to be in the movie and what kind of people they are. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people get confused between a movie commenting on a trope in a movie actually being that trope right um because yeah we've all seen plenty of movies where people usually pretending to be the g-slur you know are like "Woo, yes my family going back centuries has this ancient magic and i will do the thing and they got no to do because they lying i was just watching thinner so yeah about that <laughs> um but uh, <laughs> but um man I don't even know. I don't know what to tell them because it's just not even the white savior thing like that narrative that they were trying to push really works because first of all, then you can't, you just can't have any white superheroes save any people of color right. because it's always going to be that commentary. But on top of that, she didn't do it by herself anyway. Like yeah. it had to be, Max had to rescind his wish. Yeah. Period. He's, and it wasn't her that convinced him to do it. It was his own son who was, wait, not white. Yeah. That and was who he, convinced him to do it. And he's not, he's technically not considered white either. He's a Latin man, so. Right. I don't, I, I did see commentary on that though. They're like, oh, um, this, oh, it's so racist. His, his father was beating him up. I'm like, yeah, so sometimes, uh, you know, <laughs> men of color beat up their children, but was he beating his kid or was he trying to be the greatest man in the world to impress his child then right. gave that all up because he loved him so how are you gonna say latin men were presented poorly when the main we had two guy, latin fathers in the movie and one of them wound up saving the world with his love for son honestly like what are we doing like it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's just like these valid persons like you can say here's here's something that's valid you can say neither of these movies were super diverse. They weren't valid. Yeah. All of this other, like this fake racism that they're like pushing in there. I'm like, I don't see the need to, to lie about things when you can just criticize actual real things. Like in my opinion, I think Patty should let the 
black and you know brown and whatever amazon's do more in the next movie yeah and maybe we can see i mean we, i want more more amazon in my life period <laughs> let's, be, right. let's keep it real and i also <laughs> think that it doesn't i don't think you get the most you can get out of diana as a protagonist focusing on her and man's world anyway because you know, it's in Themyscira where you get like more of the kind of like supernatural stuff and the cool stuff with like the gods and stuff and the Amazons and everything. I think a lot of like the cooler stuff in her mythology leans that direction more so than when she's kind of in man world. Right. Uh, yeah, there's a lot like, I don't know. I don't really understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Personally, I hope they continue to lean more into the magical and mythical aspects, and I hope Wonder Woman 3 goes back to the mascara. Um, Same. But also, like, the, we can move on after this, but, like, I feel like people also didn't understand the, the whole point of Diana's and Steve's story was that it wasn't ethical, and that um, the whole body swapping thing and her probably sleeping with him, but, yeah, all of that was bad. I think that was that's the point nowhere is it that's the only reason that she needs to rescind it because like with everybody's wishes because of some negative intended consequence that negative intended consequence is the reason they had to rescind it not just because it's bad to want things like the guy had to rescind that whole you know wish to get all the colonizers out because the end result of that you know the way that it went about having that happen caused harm to a lot of people he didn't have to rescind it because it's bad to want colonizers out like no one was in trouble for it being bad to have a wish people were in trouble because like the um the side effects of the way it was carried out was so negative they needed to take it back so if she had just (sighs) if they just like you know magic tore up a man body what is so negative about not giving them back (laughs) nothing well i guess she'd be losing her powers but it's like that's just not all it wasn't just her losing her powers it was also her losing her heroism like yeah yeah diana is a good person she is and yeah she you can be a warrior and also care about innocent people i don't know why people think it can't be both she can want to have she can be in love with steve and still be a strong woman like i don't yeah (laughs) <laughs> this whole the concept. people who think her being in love with her boyfriend is sexist are like, a lot so <laughs> are women supposed to just spend our to be a good strong woman you're supposed to just spend your existence completely like loveless and she did that for a long time and she wasn't doing who, great she did that for 70 years how long y'all wanted to do it who told people this is a rule this is this is what i don't like about these um like um commercial feminism it's just like they're taking these terrible stupid toxic toxic masculinity tropes and they're trying to apply the same thing to women and be like this is good if women do it it's not it's stupid when men in action (laughs) are like i have no family and no friends and i'm i have no love i'm cool how dead would superman be if he didn't have lois it's or psycho hashtag nightmare universe honestly it's stupid when they do it it's not any better when you apply that same dumb thing to women no (laughs) one wants to be lonely and unloved in their life there's nothing cool about that 
And literally, and like, what weird. gives you a connection to humanity in general is connecting to some human specifically. It's, it's bizarre to me completely that it's like the freaking incels <laughs> who complain about this all day, right? About their loveless life are the main ones like, oh, this man doesn't need to have this woman in it. Oh, I hate Iris West in the flash. You wish you had Iris West. Like you get on Reddit every day and you cry that you don't. So what are we saying? Knock <laughs> right. it off. Like, come on. Well, and I think everyone would be better off if they right? stop listening to incels. And the thing is, I like they're always wrong. <laughs> although I, I I like agree with most feminist ideals, I won't label myself feminist because a lot of the stupid things they push, women shouldn't have to live loveless lives. That's not feminism. No. Stop. Who said that? <laughs> I mean, I can answer that question, but who has time to, for me to get all in that bookshelf Girl, and run everyone when I, I was a women's studies minor? I, I, that ain't it. That's sad <laughs> is what it is. It's a sad, sad life. I no mean, I also think that, and loveless. I think that in some cases, people correctly identify the problem. They don't correctly identify the solution. And yes, it is a problem, the historical expectation that, you know, everything in a woman's life center around serving some man, the solution to, to that isn't, what if all the women were just lonely? It was like, what if people had functional relationships? What if, what if, they, what if they were just sad their whole life? Right. That's not it. It's how about if they had fulfilling lives and then also love? How about that? That right. sounds better yeah. to me. Like if they have a whole purpose outside of their love life. Right. What better. if you had a purpose and what if you had like an equitable relationship? What yeah, if those things happen? Right. Wouldn't it be great to have like goals and stuff in life and then have like a life partner who supports you? That sounds sick to me. I don't get why this is anti-feminist, but okay, guys. Um, I don't get it, but sure. Yeah, you 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 you're you're almost there, baby. But just just that one step, you just you just missed it and you fell. You're missing like, this up here. That is like, do they ever like like really think about what they're saying? It's like, so you want your strong woman to be incels? Okay, got it. Yeah. I gotta tell there you, you know. I mean, did, do we want to watch a movie about incel, Diana? Because we just did, and it wasn't right. good. It was real sad. She said she was like gone years with no friends. All her friends died after Steve died. And then she just had no friends after that. None. And she spent half the movie being like out of my face. Because so many guys like tried to like talk to her in this movie. Like so many guys were like, hey. And she was like, no. (laughs) Even when Steve showed up, she almost like noped him right out. Like he had to pull out the watch and the phone and all that. Or he was just noped out. Like don't talk to me. Was fully mushing this guy like, boy, you, you don't get out my face immediately. Like she was, she was sad. No one wants to live like that. You need friends. You need family and love and a pet. You need a a goldfish at least. Like holy shit! Like I can't. I don't know what they think oh is God. cool about that, but yeah, okay. But I mean. That takes us to the next point. I feel like a lot of people didn't realize that Diana was grieving this movie. No. Um, and it took even took Steve a second because like the last time he saw her, she was fine and he was fine. Um, and there was one part of it where um, after his, you know, little outfit montage or whatever, you know, she, you know, pretty much said like, 
um, like you just can't imagine what it's been like, you know, all this time without you missing me so much. And he's like, I understand. And she snapped him. She's like, no, you don't. And he kind of looked like, oh, uh, oh. Because literally he stopped existing. So it's, it's not like he was missing her. Yeah. He was just in some other realm. And like when he said that, he meant in a general sense, like yeah. it's hard to be missing people. Right. But that's not the same as understanding the kind of lonely she's been dealing yeah. with and it's, how long. It's not even just like a normal loneliness. It's a, I literally watched all my friends grow old and die type loneliness. Right. That's hard. Because then why do you want to do that over and over, right? Right. Because they're uh, mortals and mortals die. That's what they do. Right. So... And the amount of time between then and now, if she'd have made friends right after her last friend died, they'd be dying right about now. Mm-hmm. Right about the time of the movie. Like it's, it's 70 years. It's fair. She can't even go back to the mascara and just like hang out with the other immortals. She's not allowed. So she's just here. Right. Sad. And And trying to figure out the balance of like enough uh, friendship to not be a like complete insane hermit but not getting so attached that he just gets her heart broken like every five minutes, which is what it probably feels like if you're already 300 years old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Even with like the Justice League, right? It's like, she's going to outlive Bruce, um, Barry. Superman's the only one who's really going to be like... And maybe Arthur? He's half human, but he might be immortal. I don't know. I don't know if he is. Um, oh, and maybe Cyborg. Yeah. 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 Barry, Bruce, they're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. So sad. Um, and she's going to get to like watch him do it. So yeah. fun times. Exactly. So, <laughs> And I mean, at least, you know, and at least she finally makes some friends that won't die on her uh, pretty soon. So right. there's a big plus with that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I did get back to the whole the whole thing with um, the guy in the body, because that was a big complaint from a lot of people. And they were like, oh, like, you know, this guy didn't consent, he didn't know what's going on, even where was he? Like, was he aware, unaware, whatever? Like, we don't really know. I totally understand the problem of the ethics of that. But like, (laughs) one thing I was uh, saying, you know, off the record yesterday was we actually have seen several variations of, you know, Uh, people being possessed, reincarnation romances, all this sort of thing where people's like lovers come back. And when it's a man whose wife who died tragically comes back, the main topic of conversation is not how dare he be with this other person's body (laughs) who didn't Mm -hmm. consent. People understand that, yeah, that is problematic and it isn't an ethical thing to do but having someone who you lost tragically like come back to you is a thing that's enough to kind of override a lot of people's kind of common sense and worries about that kind of a thing mm-hmm. yeah I don't I don't know I feel like people were either just being dumb or they were deliberately misunderstanding the movie um yeah. just for kicks because Honestly, it was pretty close. It was so simple that it reminded me of like a Marvel movie, right? Where it's like, it's an ABC plot. Like you you don't need any hand-holding. You can go take a bathroom break, get some popcorn, (laughs) miss whole scenes, and you're still good, right? Yeah. 
this oh. wasn't like you know <laughs> superman <laughs> where you miss five minutes and you're like what's going on which is a great segue right we can yes <laughs> we can talk about that because man this movie got so much flack and I think the main reason it did is because people did not get a lot of it. And I'm yeah. not trying to put myself as, oh, some genius who, who got it. Because even I was like, wait a second. Yeah, I had to watch <laughs> it twice. Right. I was just like, what is planned? Like, what, what was the stages of what I just witnessed? And to tell you the truth, I didn't really understand Lex's plan until I recognized the language from the problem of morality. You know, the whole like, if uh, if God is all powerful, he can't be all good, like that sort of basic logic puzzle that's, you know, atheist first logic puzzle, <laughs> um, you know, you run into it in like a intro to ethics class, like whatever. I, I think I first heard of it in uh, my philosophy of religion class. And it's a very sort of, very like it answers sort of like the question of God from a logical standpoint in a very like succinct sort of way. And it makes sense if Lex is a skeptic and we remember that in a lot of ways, like, you know, these guys are deities in this universe. He's, what he was trying, his big plan in the movie was to prove that it is impossible for a God to be. So he was going to prove, he was gonna prove that by showing that either uh, Superman was not powerful all powerful so he was not a god or he was not all good so he was not a god like that was his whole purpose and in in that way he kind of um <clears throat> bruce's whole thing kind of played into that as well that's how he felt yeah too um mm -hmm. there was even the conversation he had with alfred where he was like even if there's a one percent chance that he's this guy we got to take it as an absolute. And Alfred was looking at him like, you're really bugging. This is not how math works. <laughs> we um, don't murder people over a 1% chance they might one day do something. Pretty us. sure even a puppy has a 1% chance it can murder you. Like, let's calm it down. Um, but yeah, people felt like, I guess, they were leaning too far into the whole Superman is a god in the world. Hold on. Stop my alarm. My alarm just was like, oh, let me just go off in the middle of this. Um, yeah, they were- Why are you going off? <laughs> right, exactly. They were leaning too far into the whole God thing. And then, you know, Lex had the whole, the fall of the rebel angels painting mm -hmm. as he was talking to the Congresswoman and whatever. And I'm like, but guys, <laughs> this has always been a thing in Superman. Yeah. Comics. Like they didn't make up this whole Clark is basically Jesus thing. Zach isn't who came up with this. Like, this is legit a running theme in these books. It's been running since my grandma was reading these as a kid. Like, it's been a very long time because the comparisons are, are obvious. Um, and I think another thing that people um, kind of miss, because one thing that's really happening a lot in the books uh, in different kind of ways is people dealing with this. Like, that was Spiral's problem um you know and the whole you know god, injustice gods among us like you you know it's a recurring theme we saw um with rachel on titans the like cult to her father and everything these like superheroes and supervillains being considered by regular people to some extent or another to be a deity because of to what extent they have abilities outside of like the normal is part of sort of how 
the characters in this universe deal with the existence of these people. Right. And then on top of that, Rachel is literally <laughs> the daughter of a demon. Like this is not a, um, yeah. you know, Rachel's the daughter of a demon. Donna is half goddess. Like these are like, these are very real things. So I yeah. don't know why it's such a crazy. It's stretch. the same problem with magic. So- like I know in our world there's lots of questions about to what extent there's a god but if they walked up on you like they do in the DC Comics universe there wouldn't be like I'm like I promise you there are not atheists in Themyscira right (laughs) I promise there's zero of them Clark isn't necessary Clark isn't a god he's just a strong alien but it's fair for people to see him as that like yeah well, because like, you know, uh, what his mother says to him, you know, be their angel, be their monument, um, be their hero, or be none of these things. Like, you know, the whole, his whole adventure in Man, Man, Man of Steel and to some extent here in Batman v Superman is figuring out where he fits into this world where in a lot of ways he doesn't fit. And, you know, because of the difference of the composition of the planets and all that sort of a thing, you know, Kryptonians have this like extraordinary godlike power on Earth. Yeah. So, you know, that means that he isn't, you know, in alignment with regular people in that way, because that's just sort of like how this this place sort of like interacts with his body. It makes him like that. And, you know, it's a thing he has to kind of figure out, like, how does he want to present himself? What does he want to do with it? Um, and other people, and we see a lot of people in this movie trying to figure out how they want to feel about him. Like, you know, we see the Senator grapple with it. We see Neil deGrasse Tyson grapple grapple with the, you know, the uh, physics, like the metaphysical implications of him. We see some news people grapple with it. Like we see Lex heavily grappling with it. Um, It's a thing that a lot of people are, kind of uh dealing with and I mean it's what in it's what was you know like what Lois's boss said was going to happen when people you know became aware of the existence of like real aliens in Man of Steel is that it will change everything about how humans mm-hmm. understand the universe to work and let them know that we're not alone and change our ideas of like you know heaven and hell and the cosmos and all of these kinds of things and that's what happened like this movie is that kind of it's prophetic a statement coming to fruition. It's a direct sequel to Man of Steel. And a lot of people don't get that either. That it's a, I don't get how they don't get it because literally the opening scenes is the battle between mm-hmm. Ark and Zod. So I don't know what um, confused them about that. But this was basically Man of Steel too. It just wasn't yeah. titled that. Um, but that was too much for them to too much of a hard concept for them to grasp that you can have a sequel not be named something too I mean they didn't name it electric boogaloo how are we supposed to know (laughs) maybe they should have you know man of steel electric boogaloo (laughs) and they would have got it you know but like and like I think that a lot of people don't take the extra step extra step of putting themselves in the minds of these people like considering what they just saw, like, would you think that you were dealing with something that is mortal when you watched it crash through a building like it's drywall? Like, <laughs> and that's the thing, people didn't even really like, 
I don't think anyone in this movie was like, oh, this is definitely Jesus. They no. just saw him as he's a person who has, he's an alien with godlike power. So they were saying yeah. God. And like taking issue with the um the imagery of him like doing the t-pose but i'm like you know how many times clark did the t-pose on smallville in the cartoons in the books in the older (laughs) superman movies and superman return like there's every every superman live action you're gonna see him falling with his arms stretched out from space just like that in the t-pose every single one so and people like, don't understand the cosmology is different there. Like I'm pretty sure in the DC Comics universe, there isn't Jesus. We haven't had anyone mention one yet because uh, it's a fictional world that has its own like religions, its own cults, its own philosophy, its own history. Like, yeah, there is quite a bit that's in common with our world, but there's quite a bit that isn't. And I think sort of judging it as if we're talking about something happening and literally in our world is a bit of a confused a bit of a confused thing because the whole like I remember after the school bus thing in Man of Steel the mother you know came over and was like you don't understand Jonathan this is providence (laughs) like she was you know basically saying like this was an act of God (laughs) like that's what she was saying so people thinking that there is something godlike about him isn't the same thing people literally thinking he is God right well beyond that um i think the next thing to metaphor what's that right oh my goodness the next thing to get into is like lex's plan explained Mm -hmm. so i don't think i think people just didn't understand so here's what could have been confusing because there was two versions of this movie right the theatrical version and then unlimited or ultimate version and yeah. the ultimate version added just added 30 minutes of more details into yeah. what was pushing Clark and Bruce at each other like this, like more of that. So basically in the unlimited one, Lex's plan, which we ex- explained well enough, I think, in the terrors, he was he set Clark up, right? Yeah. So Lois went over sees to wherever and she was speaking with these um terrorists or whatever um people and she was and there was like a cia asset there Mm -hmm. so like they execute the cia asset and things get tense right and then Um, there was a missile coming that superman broke up the missile mm -hmm. in the plane they took lois inside he rescued lois left yeah after that Lex's folks killed everybody and threatened and threatened to kill even more people if they wouldn't lie and say Superman flipped out laser eyes everywhere killed everybody so yeah so what I'm what I if I remember right so what it was he killed all of them then he like torched it to make it look like Superman blew them up right yeah got them torched the bodies and then he had this woman lie for him and I think I don't think he threatened her I think they he paid her to lie um yeah 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 an unlimited version because they explained it more he paid her to go so you remember the scene of that black woman who was like he came down from the sky she was a paid she was paid by lex to go in front of Mm -hmm. the senators and whatever to to tell that lie that it was clark who did it um i think a lot of people missed in that scene uh what that was referencing from real life in real life there was like a u.n hearing about like something that happened in like, I wanna say like maybe it was Syria 
and like you know supposedly like a, a bunch of people were just like murdered by militants in like a hospital or something like that and there was this little girl and she was telling the story in a lot similar to the tone as like that woman there and then it was later revealed that that was false and that was like a setup in order to sort of justify a war basically that was the like real life equivalent to what was happening here i think and i mean it's to the same mm-hmm. purpose yeah so that was the setup and so it was alexa's plan was to get more people considering what if superman is an issue right yeah what if what if because then lex gore can is gonna find it easier to get access to kryptonite and whatever is necessary to take him out which was his next step right yeah he (laughs) so he needs people to be anti-superman otherwise they won't want to give him superman killing weapons so he set that up. Then he met with the senator or whatever she was. Yeah. Yeah. She's for access to go to the dig inside of, of the Kryptonian airship that came down. Yeah. She said no. That's why he, he exploded no. her. Exactly. She said no. And so then it was okay. We're going to keep moving it forward. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's going to. Now he's going to get the guy that he set up to upset. Yeah. The guy food. in the wheelchair. Right. And have the, you know, have them have this meeting. It blows up. No one was blaming Superman for that, but they no. were wondering why didn't he well, stop it? How well, they were also it? thinking about what just happened with Zod in those. Like, this is a thing that happened that he didn't cause, but it was happening because he's here. Because right. if Superman hadn't come here, you know, Zod and the Zod and Pharaoh and all of them wouldn't have come to wreck up our planet. So they were also thinking if Superman wasn't in there and not here, and there wouldn't have been that, expl- yeah, that exactly. explosion. That wouldn't have happened. So then um, you have Bruce. Who Bruce knows he didn't do the explosion at the, yeah. the um, you know, the Capitol or wherever it was. But he's still in the mindset of this guy just shouldn't be here. Like he, yeah. he got, you know, <laughs> look at all this wreckage following him just because he's here. Carnage just apart. from his existence. <laughs> and then if on top of that he decides to be as bad as odd, what would we do? Right. If he just changed his mind one day, if he woke up on the wrong side of the bed. What would Sorry, I guess he meant so, he's entirely screwed. So that was his whole thing. You know, he was running off of emotions. First of all, this is a Bruce who is emotional anyway. He didn't feel <laughs> yeah. like it, but he, you know, his Robin, all, the Bruce all of them. Robin died. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's alone. He's yeah. He lost Dick Grayson. No friend. Um, Zach confirmed that it wasn't Jason Todd. It was Dick Grayson's uh, oh, suit. He was down his, there. His son's dead. He has no like. His only son that has any sense is dead. <laughs> He has no emotional attachments. He has his employees. He goes to save his employees, doesn't get to them in time. They all die. So he already has this, this beef with Clark. Yeah. And then there's the thing that happened with Lois where he supposedly killed all these people. Right. And he got this place blowing up. Then you have the wheelchair guy who was like false god or whatever. Yeah. All this stuff. And then he was Lex was intercepting all of the the checks um, the, the checks like, um, the letter or whatever you're supposed to be getting all of that he's yeah. accepting that and then having it sent back to bruce or having stuff sent to bruce saying you killed your family with newspaper clippings of all the people who died in metropolis like he really set him up to because i yeah. think lex in my opinion knows on some level that bruce kind of agrees with him about this whole god thing yeah. what if thing. well and also you know, it's presented that, you know, Lex and Bruce have a lot of similarities as far as they're both 
very wealthy, very powerful, owned pretty much everything. If Lex couldn't figure out how to how to kill Superman, it makes sense that he would think that the 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 that who we'd want to put on the job would be Bruce Wayne because he's the only person who has that kind of comparable money and like power and access to technology the way he has. So it makes sense that effectively, you know, Lex is recruiting Bruce to his the same task he's trying to do, which is trying to figure out how to kill Superman. Yep. But he's just not doing it in a straightforward way because he's a creepy weirdo. Because I mean, considering how this movie went, it's quite possible he could have just had a, had a meeting with him and been like, yo, remember how the aliens that just came here decided they wanted to kill everyone? What if this one did too? We should at least have a backup plan. And he might even just say, yo, he was going through a lot in this movie. But the reason Lex didn't do that is because again, that's not cool enough. <laughs> Well, not only does <laughs> and that, he doesn't have enough control over that. Not only does that is that Bruce is not Bruce doesn't like Lex. He doesn't list, he, he doesn't see him as a good person. He's not gonna. If I feel like if he just came right out and was like, "Hey, you and me agree on this thing," he'd be like, "Oof, I'm on the <laughs> wrong side of history." <laughs> like, am I agreeing with Lex? Like, you know what I mean? Right. And then on, like, on, yeah. on the other hand, what he was doing to turn Clark against Batman was, you know how Batman was kind of wiling out in his movie and beating yeah, people? Yeah, branding people. And then branding them. So what he did is went over those branded people got in the prison. Lex had his people murder them in prison. So, so people was, think that, uh, that essentially Batman sentencing people to death exactly. because we know what happens to people with that brand in prison. So then that was Clark's issue with Batman. So Batman is not killing people. He's just setting them up to be murdered. Yeah, setting which them same up thing. to be murdered, which is just as bad. And then there was like scenes of where Clark actually went to Gotham and talked to different people. Um, he ended mm-hmm. up talking to one of the wives who's who of the guy, one of the guys who got killed in prison. And she was like, yo, F Batman, which fair enough. She yeah. Batman got her husband killed. Yeah. And then she talked, he talked to all the people who were like, you know, Batman is terrible terrifying scary shit da, da, da. Right. So and when he was friend. rescuing those trafficking victims they wouldn't even come out the cage because he's scary right there was like this dude's crawling They're like wall. You know, thanks for the rescuing like, but we'll come out when you leave like, was on the wall i don't know what's going on like it's scary just a um, demon in the night right so then you know clark went back to my chapters was like yeah this guy sucks i don't like <laughs> basically yeah. so i mean let's did it let's just have to tinker with a few things you know what I yeah. mean to appeal to who they were and you know you get you get Bruce riled up because he's grieving you get Clark riled up because you show him the boogeyman you know yeah and then there you go um <laughs> so I mean it was a convoluted plan and then on and also probably Clark state, is in some way grieving because he lost all the Krypton and all the people he'd ever met from there so he didn't want to kill there's probably some element of that that's happening with him emotionally even if, though he doesn't talk about it directly Right. And then so what the other part that people didn't get is that Doomsday was a failsafe if Batman and Superman didn't kill each other, which they didn't. And that's why he went through with creating Doomsday. And people are like, well, how did he know how to know that mixing his blood would create Doomsday? When we he literally there, saw a scene where the, the freaky computer lady voice told him. Right. It was like, here's so- all of the knowledge of all of the things we've ever done and what it saw then he was like oh cool and that's why he did it like right the fact that we see him in that chamber with computer lady telling him how that stuff works and then people are really like the how do you know yeah literally that is like how did he know this was going to create dooms the computer told him that's how like we saw it with our own eyes so i don't 
I don't know, guys. I get that piecing together what, how piecing it together in real time is hard, but afterward it shouldn't be as hard. Afterward, it's not that bad. Like I, I get under not understanding a lot of the why Clark hated Batman thing because they cut a lot of that off the movie. Yeah, fair enough. But for Bruce, I think that was clear enough. Like you yeah. know, he's he's mad. He saw his all his people killed. The wheelchair guy had the things sent to him. Lex himself says, oh, got him riled up. I sent him all these letters that said, oh, you killed your family. Like Lex explains what he did to Bruce yeah. in the movie in theater. Yeah. The Clark stuff wasn't explained well, but yeah. I mean, and then you had to- And then even had- if the, but see, I think the reason that they, that when they were deciding what to cut for time, they cut the Clark stuff was because just with the kidnapping of Martha, Clark had a reason to fight Batman, so we didn't even need any other reasons. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and then also, you know, so it wasn't really, it wasn't strictly necessary, like to explain the character motivations of like why Clark is fighting Batman to get anything other than because they're gonna kill Martha if he doesn't. Right. Yeah. And I, if I remember correctly, I think the theater one did show pictures of people dying in prison because they were branded. I yeah. think that stayed in the movie, so that's yeah fair enough. They kind of just yeah. cut his visit to Gotham was pretty much it yeah and Um, yeah and like yeah that does sort of add more psychologically but I also understand that strictly speaking it wasn't needed to explain why he was there in that moment so if you had to cut something it that makes it makes sense to cut Clark's side because he has another motivation uh rather than to cut Bruce's yeah and I don't (laughs) think the doomsday stuff was that confusing Doomsday, it wasn't confusing Doomsday at all. is the one thing that can kill Clark outside of kryptonite. So he made Doomsday. Yeah. Because Bruce had the kryptonite. He literally, he got the kryptonite and then left it there for Bruce to steal. I think people yeah. missed that part. Bruce stole it, had it, was going to kill him with it, but yeah. he didn't. So now it's on to plan B, which is Doomsday. He just wanted yeah. to kill Superman. Um, and he fully like said that like he wanted either superman to prove he's evil by murdering batman outright for selfish reasons or to die that was what he said yeah. and, and he, then he was about to be like oh what if neither happened and he was like no doomsday <laughs> and he he won right so yeah he he totally won. um yeah. but that's the other thing people don't get it here either is Despite like all these obvious like um what you I know I can't even think of the word similarities that's not the mm-hmm. word I'm trying to say between Lex and Bruce right parallels thank you yeah <laughs> they didn't get that Bruce was a bad guy in this movie he was the bad guy up until Lois showed up yeah and got him to chill out and not kill Clark that's yeah and he was like oh. <laughs> Alfred because he right literally would have been time. killing Clark for reasons in that scene right Alfred was right this entire time you yeah know. Lex got in my head I should stop basically yeah and then what also didn't help was he had that dream remember um he had a dream of the nightmare verse where Superman like is a brutal dictator he's got a cult like and because you Lois know died right and then yeah and then Barry visits him from the pa- the future to say yeah probably from there to say you were right all along 
he is an issue. Lois is the key. Find us. Very, yeah. you know, very ominous. I understand. Yeah. He didn't have a lot of time, so he was just trying to crunch right. it in. Right. Here's, here's and then also, once we get to know Barry a little better, you see that he's not the best communicator. No. Like, once we get to know him better in Justice League, you understand why because that character is not great with words, if you put him under a lot of pressure and he has a few seconds to get across an important message, he's going to screw it up, which is kind of what happened. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. People, I think it was a lot. It was, I was about to say it was a long movie, but not really. It was two and a half hours. It's kind of standard for those. Yeah. But it was a lot happening. It wasn't a, it wasn't a popcorn movie. Like you couldn't get up and leave for a snack <laughs> and come back. And I think a lot of people did because a lot of the questions people ask, I literally think they miss scenes. Like the one about how did Lex know? I bet you were like eating popcorn or talking or like, I don't want to watch him in a lake of pee. <laughs> like, and, and that's why you don't know. Break, like, and, <laughs> yeah. and I think that's a lot of the issues that Zach didn't make the kind of superhero movie people were used to that yeah. was happening where you didn't have to pay attention and it was for kids and you didn't yeah. have to think um you can't and also a lot of it was like visual just like the newspaper clipping where you see that they were killing the prisoners and stuff right so you you wouldn't catch everything if you were just listening either you'd have to actually right. see some of this because also the fact that you know the wheelchair had like the lead in it and that's why you know superman wasn't able to see the bomb no one said that out loud. So you would have had to have been like watching to catch that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you have to be not only listening, but also watching yeah. this whole movie. So Zach just did, he just did something that people don't typically do in superhero movies. It worked for Watchmen because that's what Watchmen is. You can't really simplify that those books. No. Because it's not. I mean, he did a magical job of simplifying, frankly. Yeah. And I don't think he gets enough credit for how much mm -hmm. he was able to truncate it, but still have like a coherent story. Because right. like Watchmen was like several issues. Like there was that was a lot yeah. he got in one movie. <laughs> yeah. So he did that same, like he used that same. Oh, okay. He managed to get first... the 40s and the 70s and the present day with the heroes, all that in that movie. Yeah, I feel like people were more accepting of that because that's just what Watchmen is than they were of Superman because they wanted to just go in and see Superman's going to fly and he's going to smile and he's going to be happy and he's going to talk like this and he's going to have a curl and it's going to be yeah. great, right? <laughs> you can you see me cute and country with his mama. We're going to get yet another movie where Lex's evil plan is real estate. Has no one noticed <laughs> that first Superman movie? His plan was he wanted real estate. Second, Super, Superman Returns, right? Which was the most recent one before the Man of Steel was. Lex's whole thing was he wanted to get all this kryptonite to make a new continent to sell expensive real estate, right? So it's always this Lex the real estate thing, right? Like it's all about be, that dosh, baby. Want, right. <laughs> they want all this simple crap. And Zach was like, how yeah. about we take the most complicated stuff about 
these comics and make the movie like that. And people were <laughs> the like, stuff no. people have not heard of, didn't know about. Like, because I think I heard somewhere this was from like like the whole Batman versus Superman thing. It was from like an Elseworld book. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it happened, right? And so like yeah. um, even the thing like at the beginning of Man of Steel where you got to actually see Krypton, they've never done that before. Right. Like all these flying creatures, they're like, what's all these flying creatures? Why is it orange? that's literally the box like he 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 was just like we never yeah. done this in a in a superman movie let's take the stuff we've never done yeah. and put in it and people are just yeah. like i hate this because... what if you just made a movie they've already made before what if lex wanted to destroy the world what if that was it what if lex just wanted to sell more real estate <laughs> like... he was trying to sell bitcoin and that was his plan like that's what and also plan. a lot of people didn't understand how personal it was with Lex because one thing he let slip uh is that you know when he was a kid he's being beat up by his like alcoholic abusive father God didn't come to save him Mm. and a lot of people also don't understand that that's also a parallel you see like in real life like a lot of people who you know aren't believers what they will cite is roughly that oh yeah if there you know is an all-powerful all-good God where was he when I needed him (laughs) like and that is what Lex says so I I kind of wish people understood the god the way the god metaphor is used better because literally this movie is about like turning Bruce Wayne into a believer in Superman yeah. um <laughs> that's that, that's that, the arc that, of the movie that's what happened Clark kind of <laughs> Clark does save Bruce actually mm-hmm. just by being Clark um yeah. Brings him, reminds him of what being a hero is again. Yeah. We lost that in Robin. Yes, absolutely. I bet and if I'm... they had, I bet if Zach had had the chance to delve into that, he would have okay. shown the type of hero Bruce was before mm-hmm. and after Robin died. Yeah. yeah. Because and Clark, I mean... Clark, and, Clark and, and Dick are actually really similar characters and they kind of do the same thing for Bruce in a way yeah I mean to the extent that you know uh when Dick Grayson uh in the universe where he didn't die when he became an adult and you know moved out of the Robin thing the name Nightwing came from a a story from Krypton yeah uh that he was told you know like by a Superman yeah because uh, he was like his, you know, godfather or something it's like, like that. It's basically his uncle, his alien yeah. uncle. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think that it would be, I think that, I think it's tough when you have media you have to think a lot about. But I also think that a lot that was tough about this was that the actual real world parallels people were unaware of. Like at that UN meeting, the woman who, you know, with all this emotion told this, you know, terrible story who turned out to be lying. If people like knew that that happened in real life and like the whole, you know, the philosophy of ethics and the philosophy of morality and like the structure of those arguments and all of that, like the structure of the movie of the villain's plan at least is the structure of one of like, the you know bigger sort of like arguments uh when it comes to like you know the top sort of like logical philosophical reasons for doubting the existence of an all-loving god like a lot of this stuff here like your brain can kind of 
connect some dots and shortcuts if you know what it's referring to in a way that you might not if you don't know what they're referencing. Right. And I think Zach. Um, he went movie, over some people's heads by like 20 miles. Yeah. He was making movies that make you think and people don't want to think, which mm-hmm. is fair in a way, but also it's just because you don't want to think about something doesn't make it a bad movie. Like, no. you know what I mean? And I think people and were even the whole like thing there. with Lex, like the whole thing that in general tech is trying to do is prove that, you know, science and knowledge and data can solve every problem and has the right answer to everything. So of course, you know, Lex ain't got time for the mystical here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, then and even just the mystique of Superman, even just people thinking of him as a symbol in that way was problematic for him from that's, his that's the know, other philosophical thing. viewpoint. That's the, the other thing he did too, um, Zach, where his villains aren't like completely ABC simple bad guys, right? So right. the woman who Lex paid, like in the, the Unlimited or Ultimate Edition, whatever it's called, she feels regret later. Yeah. Goes to the police or whoever, confesses. That she was lying, yeah. And then she get they pushed yeah, in front her, of a train. Yeah, pushed in front of a train. She dies. So I'm just like, even like the you know, the catalyst of this whole thing, she wasn't really a bad person. No. You know what I mean? So it's just like, and Lex just is kind of crazy. I don't even think he counts as a completely evil mustache twirling villain himself like he's well you see that like literally literally Clark is triggering his childhood trauma like literally not figuratively he is triggered that's why he's acting that way and (laughs) I think that it's easy because he's so smart to miss the element that emotion plays into this yeah or like his motivations it's like a lot of the like because it's not purely intellectual for him like it is personal and it is emotional he just uses like intellectual means to get where he's trying to go exactly and even like i'd say the wonder woman villains are more simplified they still aren't simple villains like maxwell lord Mm -hmm. wasn't a hundred percent just an evil bad guy like he had these reasons for to be doing what he was doing it was completely emotionally driven you know yeah and even with um, Aries, his whole thing was, and he was in line, look at, we are effing up the planet. Like, to be <laughs> honest, his whole thing was, you know, humans came here and they started effing up things. And if we weren't here, the planet would be thriving and green and lovely. And is he, yeah. he lie? Like, <laughs> and Zod's whole thing oh, really? was that he's trying to, like, you know, restore to life his people that had been, like, wiped out. Um, right. I mean, is that a crazy thing to want to do if you have the ability for to no, have like, all so the I people like, in your civilization that died to live again? So I feel like that's what, make, to do what makes again. a really good villain is if they think they're right. And if you yeah. can kind of see their point of view, even though they're yeah. technically horrible people yeah. and wrong. Right? Like Aries <laughs> well, was, I mean, Aries it, was it justify the means. The fact that he's willing to entirely wipe out all life and earth in order to do this is why he's a problem, not yeah. <laughs> because he wants his people to live. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> like so, the kill the willing to kill eight billion people to do it part is the problem. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he was Zod was just being a little bit of pet, you know, a little petty. He could have definitely went to an uninhabited planet and probably yeah, he could have he'd have been better off at Mars, really. Because yeah. if that thing can terraform, like 
which we saw the world engine can do. Right. You got more space on Mars. Ain't he no was, people there. He was just. And it's being, not that far. He was being spiteful. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's well, and he also felt some kind of way about the fact that he was in the phantom zone and he was born with a single purpose and then Clark gets to be born to do whatever he wants to do and he'd been running around hanging out with these people living his life they felt he felt some kind of way he He felt some kind of way even from Clark's birth yeah he was (laughs) because he was born naturally and didn't have a pre-prescribed like purpose life yeah like he he had issues with Zarel and his wasn't his last word he said to him was he's gonna I will find him like yeah and then he, he was just his goal <laughs> was more I'm gonna find Clark and then wherever he is I'm gonna ruin that planet and yeah he could have easily went somewhere else basically yeah. but he didn't want to is the point <laughs> yeah um yeah because <laughs> so like, he's a jerk so I feel like oh, with a lot of like the Man of Steel and the Batman versus Superman villains they're like nihilists you know and they represent like grief and hopelessness and for mm-hmm. Bruce paranoia, you know, doubt, doubt, right? And, <laughs> Jeez, and Thomas, with, calm down, okay? <laughs> right, and then with MCU, it's more like, no, this is this is a bad guy because he's a bad guy and he feels like being a bad guy. And right, he's a bad these, person, so he does bad things because he and wants you bad can stuff. Have both of these kind of comic movies exist, coexist, but people just insist they can't, and I feel like that's stupid. <laughs> like, why not? Why and not? Like, you know I also think that there's a weird thing with how comic book movies are viewed because you know people are like oh it's dumb you know popcorn like whatever it's not this like sort of highbrow stuff that's you know art like you know I think it was Martin Scorsese who was like that's not cinema it's content (laughs) like that's what he said about you know comic book movies Mm -hmm. but the truth of the matter is when people do make comic book movies that are not just content just something to see that really are art and really are cinema and like really are like you know films with themes and philosophical parallels and thought-provoking things then people are like yeah no that's too much yeah then it's an issue then it's like oh you don't get comics so it's like okay so guys what do yeah what do we want what what do we really want (laughs) yeah and also a lot of people don't think about the stuff that they take in because it's not that a lot of these themes are not like obviously in the comics that this came from all of these themes are there they're inherent Mm -hmm. to the story um but I think some people really do take things in without thinking about them. They're just like reading and they're like, oh, this thing happens and then this thing happens and they don't think about what it's trying to say. I'm honestly like, I'm getting, I'm beginning to think a lot of these comic book fans, they get the comic books and they just flip to the fight scenes. Yeah. And that's it. Like they're not really, yeah. And anyone's motivations, anyone's backstories, anyone's, the reason Both nobody knows right. how Lex knew that was because that scene was quiet. That's why they don't know. Gee, like, <laughs> and they then stop you have, paying attention when no one's yelling and nothing's blowing. And then on the other hand, they can't, like, they accuse, you know, um, Zach of being a fascist and all of these crazy things, right? But they somehow miss that Captain Marvel was literally Air Force propaganda, the movie. Yeah. Or, um, and she and they literally had Brie Larson in character making recruitment commercials 
for the right. Air Force. Right. I don't know how much more obvious you get than that. They miss that. They miss it's just that. like, hi, I'm the military industrial complex. Join me and it'll be fun. They, we'll imperialize they, the world. They miss that Steve and Tony were like, glorifying war basically right right and the military they missed that tony glorifies freaking capitalism yeah yeah okay like him and lex are like lex is considered they're both techno they're both technological millionaires that don't give it a damn about anything but their own like egos and power right like but lex is a bad guy and tony's not like they miss (laughs) they miss a lot of well, the, if things. the movie says they're the good guy because the camera follows them around all the time, then they must be good. If the movie says you can fly over to the Middle East, murder a bunch of people, come back and say, hey, I did it, and everyone claps, then it must be good. That scene was insane. Like, I don't I do not do Marvel because I have problems with Disney as a company that I won't drag y'all into. But so I hadn't seen that stuff. And it's honestly very shocking if you're not just kind of used to it. Because like when I saw that scene of him in this suit killing these just regular old barely armed like people wear dressed in rags. I was like, what is what, what's what? going on, right? <laughs> yeah. These, why are you killing all of these poor dressed in rags? But see, that's that's the thing. Like, like it's all I have to I have to admit, because I think this movie came out, like Iron Man One came out when I was in high school, right? So mm-hmm. when I saw it in theaters, it wasn't even something I was taking in. It's so easy to just consume things and not really think about it, right? Not really think yeah. about what you're watching and what these messages are. And they and put it together in an appealing package because it's, it's so obvious pretty, what right? the problem is if you take it out of the package. It's, it's all very pretty. Like, yeah, so, bright colors. So, the characters smile and they joke a lot. By the exactly. way, I hate characters that joke a lot in serious situations because they're you'd, cynical psychopaths. You'd hate Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> like, you hate that movie. Girl. Not my jam. Thor, Thor Ragnarok is literally the let's take the piss out of every serious horrible situation in this entire film the movie they should have called it that. yeah yeah an and snl see, skit the movie they should have called it that. and see that's what so is. not for me because um, you know the psychology of the kind of person that does that kind of thing you know that person and you don't like them you know what i mean like you've met the kind of people that, you know, when you were in high school or whatever, and they showed Sindel's list, the person who laughed when they, when they was like, oh, girl, it looks about to happen in here with the oven. Everybody hated him. <laughs> like the, re- like the, reason, the reason it's a, actually a big deal, right? That Batman is working with the Joker in this apocalyptic future or whatever in mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's Justice League is because Batman, we've established Batman is the good guy Joker is the bad guy? There's period because Joker is a right. horrible person. Yeah, there's no oh ha 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 thing. Then you get to like <laughs> Thor Ragnarok, and you have all these villains who are threatening to kill millions of people, and they're cracking jokes as they do it. And it's just <laughs> like, hmm, am I? Should I take this serious? Like, I don't know if I'm supposed to. Huh? You have Loki like here. Loki, Loki's, Loki's here talking. You know, making jokes about buttholes and whatnot I shit you not and it's like but this is the same guy who tried to wipe out planet earth and the avengers and he was this huge threat so 
hmm, something like it's not following. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if anything, this feels like this feels like desensitization desensitization propaganda. To me. I, I don't even know what to call it, but like, because like thing. literally, what is the point of this other than to make these things that should go down hard go down easy for the viewer? That's what sounds like the intention of that stuff is. I. Like, and I'm not even trying to sit here and just rag on them, Steve, because I feel like they're not just making a bunch of, it's not all garbage. Like, there's obviously, you can find good things about everything. And yeah. for what it's worth, they do make a lot of movies that make people happy and make kids happy. But there, you also have to be constructive in your criticism. Yeah. There's some things that they do that's not cool. Like when um, <laughs> freaking Loki calls black widow a whore in a pg-13 movie and that's just loud right or when freaking gamora is called a green whore in guardians of the for Galaxy. no reason for no reason like he's not even mad at her he's not even like mad at what her. was that what was that scene right and it's just played for laughs because and then they play nice music at the end right so he's like oh, i'm glad for all my friends even this green whore and gamora's like that's not cool her sister nebula shows up says something he blasts and he's like no one talks to my friend like that and then Disney plays the la, da, 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 da. and that's how the scene ends I'm like I'm sorry did he just call did she just call the green whore like we're just gonna skip I mean that when literally all this sounds like to me is a psyop but you know how oh, I am my this, thing. This, this, literally like, this whole thing sounds like a psyop I'm just like as long as we're gonna sit here and we're gonna say you know Wonder Woman wasn't feminist because she didn't have armpit hair and um she was skinny and she wore a skirt a skirt and you know wedge heels can we also say it's pretty it's also pretty anti-feminist to have Gamora be called a green whore unprovoked is that right or just in general for that to be the go-to insult when you're dealing with a woman that's anti-feminist even if you had a problem with her black widow not getting a movie until she's murdered years later and they clearly don't want to give her a movie but you know we got these wonder woman movies coming out and she's one of the people that isn't a man in our franchise so like okay yeah i guess they clearly don't want to give her a movie right and then freaking the fact that she died and tony died and steve died and i think steve and tony got their funerals and black widow just didn't get a funeral that's cool (laughs) we're gonna skip past that no one cares I mean, okay, guys, I guess. Like, look, everything has its flaws, but you got to be fair. Yeah. You got to be fair. And like, being fair. If we're going to really dig into dig into sexism and the treatment of women, first of all, the fact that you guys, when we're talking about Wonder Woman 84, are able to make these uh, criticisms about a movie where the protagonist and one of the main antagonists are both women and and like a whole like world of side characters are also all women because we can't even complain about the Amazons not having armpit hair without mentioning that there's dozens of women in this movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so even like the you can't even make these complaints about something in Marvel because where do you see that many damn women anywhere well you could get that one girl power scene where 50 of them were sidekicks and then captain marvel right right who, who, was black Widow even there or was she already fridged and dead <laughs> on a rock somewhere on a planet who knows oh my no. god whatever um a hot mess um and you know with the whole thing with the capitalism and the um and the Tony versus Lex comparison, 
I think that's a very kind of, it's an interesting one because it's one of these things where, you know, obviously we saw Lex spent most of his movie trying to get the material in order to make a super weapon, right? To take out a potential terrible threat, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, I don't do Marvel, but I'm pretty sure I've heard about that happening in an Iron Man movie. You know, it's also interesting. Have you ever seen Lex's um, super suit thing that he has? He looks a lot like Iron Man in that thing. I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Exactly, exactly. And I'll also go on to say this. When when Tony goes, oh, I own that. I own that. It's always for last, right? Like he's just like, I uh-huh. own, this. oh, I own this too. Ha ha! And everyone's like, cool. When Bruce does this in <laughs> Batman versus Superman, Clark looks. Clark like looks him. ready to punch him in the mouth. Clark's like, good for you, buddy. Like no one is a. <laughs> oh, is this one of those papers that I own? Bruce Did you thought like, his face in that scene? Clark just looked at him like the way. <laughs> he could have gotten so slapped Black right there. <laughs> no one is impressed that you're rich no in fact it's like a running thing that you know what people hate bruce's public persona because he's a rich asshole he's a raging douchebag all the time no one thinks that's endearing but that's literally not supposed to be endearing. like remember when he was going to steal the thing and he was like oh i was looking for a bathroom guess i had one too many martinez and the woman's just like oh right like no one (laughs) This it's so interesting, right? That literally yeah. Lex is Lex becomes Iron Man and Bruce acts yeah. like Tony's public persona. And both these yeah. things are horrible in the DC universe, but they're yeah. awesome in the MCU. Fascinating to me. Like um, the self-promotion of it all. Like people are just so not here for it. And it's literally how he keeps people from knowing that he's Batman, because nobody even guesses a jerk that self-involved might be Batman. <laughs> That's why people don't know he's Batman. Um, in contrast to everyone knows Clark is Superman. <laughs> and people he went to elementary school with know, people from high school know, people everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, if you're trying to guess who it might be, then it's like, oh, I bet it's that super nice farm boy. <laughs> yeah, that who also looks, you know, same hair color as Superman and saves me. <laughs> lifted a whole bus out of a, <laughs> yeah. a pond when we were younger that was weird uh, <laughs> wonder if it's him hmm. but <laughs> I thought it was so I thought it was so cute that they strongly hinted that like all of these people the one the woman from like the restaurant once they like you know they're like hey looking for Superman all these people knew that they, that they met Superman they all knew Clark was Superman <laughs> I thought that was cute and when Lois was like interviewing all these people everybody knows he's Superman that's an even funnier way to handle this than usual because all people people are always like how do people not know he doesn't even wear a mask and then what Zack Snyder decided to say was people do know they just like him because he saved their life people do know (laughs) (laughs) a lot of people know Uh, people don't want to turn him into the pentagon because he pulled a bus off of them right at least it's not um (laughs) you know the flash on CW where he's just like (laughs) you know, this villain seems a little like they're having a hard day. Let me pull you aside. Takes off his mask. I'm the Flash. <laughs> Why? Why are you doing that? <laughs> That's not what you had to do. Well, he, didn't he tell the dude like in season one who was bullying him? They had yeah. him locked up and he just went in there and revealed he was the Flash unprovoked for no reason just to yeah. have a just to feel good to be like, haha, you used to bully me, but now I believe you. It's like very 
if he gets out of here, you're screwed, but sure, do that. Uh, but, you know, yeah. we detain people indefinitely without trial on that show. No one ever gets out of no, jail. No, there's no probation with powers. Let's just not even talk about the morals and ethics on The Flash. We gotta... <laughs> There's no point. There's no oh, point. God. Especially since we haven't even gotten to the haters in the Snyder Cut. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, first of all, like, literally cannot believe the level of antipathy. Like, so much hate. I don't, in general, I don't understand the hate towards Zack Snyder. I always like Zack Snyder movies um like I I like I remember liking Watchmen I remember liking um sucker I remember uh, liking Sucker Punch um I remember uh thinking that I wish I had a better stomach for violence because I couldn't make it through 300 but like wanting to because I just like his movies yeah, it was like, a pretty movie it sure. was it was Very like nice to look at. <laughs> I wish I didn't have such a weak stomach ruining my day, man, because I really wanted to see that movie. And I mean, I think that, uh, I think that Zack Snyder takes on some like difficult challenges when it comes to like the kinds of stories to tell. I mean, I've heard it said many times that like Watchmen is impossible to commit to film. (laughs) Like it's been said for years and he, did that did and made a competent movie. Yeah, a good <laughs> like movie, he right? literally did it, you know? Mm-hmm. And even like the way that he's been handling these like, you know, Justice League movies, uh, the movies the big three and everything. He's done so many things. And most people are like, just like never even tried. No one even tried getting into the mess with like Krypton <laughs> at all before. Like no one even like attempted that. Um, no one has ever really tried to like show Clark uh, dealing with accepting that level of responsibility. Yeah, um, like I feel like um, I didn't see all of the old Superman movies, but I think some of the bad ones <laughs> like might have delved into if Clark was a bad guy and if people didn't like yeah. him anymore. I think yeah. that happened, but I don't think it it went as deep into it as how does Clark feel about being Superman? Yeah, like, I don't think they've no one ever tried to do that before. No, and, and they didn't like that. He wasn't just sure he was all he's still powerful. Yeah, that's not all there is to him. Like there's depth to him. Yeah, and well, he, just like uh, just like the conversation with his mother, I think that in the real world. Just like there, a lot of people view him as a symbol. And I think a lot of people have gotten comfortable dealing with Superman movies in that way in which Superman is like a symbol of like power and strength, but he's not actually a person. Yeah. And I, and I like no one hurts his feelings. I do. The more I think about it, I feel like this whole Martha scene that everyone's pissed about is they're really mad that there's these two like symbols of strength and masculinity who just really love their moms. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I, think that, I think that pisses everyone because it kind of tur- it overturns this whole action hero thing on its ass, right? Yeah. Right? It, it flips yeah. it right on its ass. You have these, if you want to defeat Superman, go after his mommy. <laughs> like, right? He loves his mommy. Yeah. He pisses everyone off. And like, 
And like all his scenes with her are so sweet. And like, I love Diane Lane as an actress in general. So I think, and I think she was great casting. It was fun watching her be kind of country in these. Um, and, you know, when she kind of sort of talks him through some of this stuff um, in a very different way than how his father did. Um, but I think they both had useful things to kind of uh, say to him. And I think that his, both of his parents understood even from before he was anywhere close to being Superman, how much in the way of expectations other people would put on him once they knew what he could do. And they really like did their best to sort of prepare him to deal with that weight of like responsibility and expectations and judgment and people questioning him and all of that. Um, and I think it kind of makes people sort of uncomfortable to think about how much that is to put on some kid from Kansas No, definitely when you see him people, affected by it. It definitely makes people uncomfortable. And I think it also makes them uncomfortable that Zach takes these things that people love and they they're used to it being done a certain way so people mm -hmm. are used to you know you're gonna get an action hero in a movie and he's gonna have sex with a hot woman he's not gonna care that much about love you know he's gonna be strong and he's gonna yeah. fight and he's gonna duh, 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 very straightforward <laughs> and he's cool right he's awesome yeah and also yeah. people were right? not here for Bruce Wayne's PTSD. <laughs> right, right. So what he did, he took that and then he made it into They like the cool criticism. part where he broods, but not the part where he like freaks out. Right. They don't like the, hum the human aspect or... Yeah. They don't like the idea of him having nightmares or him being like Martha and like blue screen of death and like clearly like having flashbacks. <laughs> right. Like, they don't like that. That's and they don't like that they took the typical action hero like james bond you know loveless mm -hmm. ladies doesn't care about women doesn't care about anything right yeah. guy and they said <laughs> actually if a guy has none of these things he'd be miserable right yeah you get bruce wayne you get him no love no family is violent yeah. Tos toxic masculinity and it's yeah. a bad thing and they because it's just that. him and the mission <laughs> And he it's, goes to bed right. every night with the mission every, and he wakes up in the morning with the mission. Yeah, everyone thought this, thinks this is such a cool thing. You know, Batman and his mission. He's a detective. It's awesome. He's alone. He needs no one. He works alone. It's cool, right? And Zach was like, it sucks. And he's miserable. And he needs, yeah. he needs to and go home. he has from. no sort of guy <laughs> and Because family. if the only people you talk to are on your payroll, right. then he, you have nothing to like, worry you. He's like, he's like for, for Bruce to be a hero, he needs some friends. Okay? Yeah. He needs he needs some love. Maybe yeah. He needs a, a friend that is an employee. Exactly. We love Alfred, but he doesn't count because he pays him. His violence is not cool. No one likes it, right? So like, he took, <laughs> he took the male action hero and he said, all of that is bad, actually, and they hate yeah. it. Yeah, like, what would it look like if you were to take that psychological profile and turn it into an actual person? <laughs> right. Well, who's that person? Um, His Bruce Wayne or yeah. Dick Grayson on Titan season one, yeah. who's yeah. just, like, so lonely that he's <laughs> losing his mind. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> he's imagining his dad coming along with him for adventure. He needs a hug so bad <laughs> that he's... <laughs> losing his mind like, that's what he you hallucinated a hug so he right. could cry with his dad um, wait did he really well he hallucinated Bruce touching his face that is the saddest thing <laughs> ever that's just sad it's very sad and 
I think that when it comes to media portrayals of like trauma, I think people 100% of the time have a problem with seeing what people who have serious trauma act like. Because, yeah. you know, people like the idea of some terrible thing happening and the result is people, you know, come out of it bigger, awesome. better, faster, stronger. Right. Like, like, you know, you're the punisher, right? Like they, yeah. they think that's awesome, but that's not what happened. Like no. their grief is kicking their ass. <laughs> yeah, you come out of it like with fundamentally it. with some sort of damage that right. has to be healed. Like Even if you get one kind of strength, like, yeah, that led to Bruce focusing on his physical strength. So he came out like stronger in that way, stronger and smarter in that way. But emotionally, he came out weaker because yeah. things get weaker when you hurt them. Right. And his, right. That's his emotions. Yours emotions emotionally right. gets weaker. He's like losing his touch with his, his morals, his humanity. He even says that in the end, you know, Clark ended up being more human than he was. And he, he mm -hmm. had to come, he had to have an alien, a super proud alien come in and remind them what it is yeah humanity is he had to have a superpowered alien sacrifice his life for humanity to get where he needed to go right. emotionally to remember how to be a hero and then yeah the way freaking wonder woman the way diana dealt with her grief was just be a hermit she completely closed yeah. herself off completely and so it's like yeah. you know zach and patty all explored grief and yeah. toxic masculinity and all these things and people you know, hated they, it they hated it yeah they hated that you know diana was struggling because she lost her friends and she lost her man they hated that she was losing sight of who she was because of that and that you know she wasn't able to sort of be the hero she's supposed to be because of that in the same way they hate bruce because he wasn't able to be what like he's supposed to be because yeah, after oh he God. lost his son he was using guns yeah that's the point he's that <laughs> low where now he just uses he just shoots people he doesn't care anymore that's the and point. also in a lot of those scenes those weren't actually guns they just looked like guns like one of them was like a smoke bomb larger that looked like a gun mm. another one was like a a flashlight or a telescope or something that like yeah. looked like a gun so also some of that was like imagery of Batman with a gun but like they weren't actually guns yeah and, and then I think like in the nightmare dream he was using like semi-automatics but I'm like it's a nightmare dream where the world is in so who cares right yeah he kind of has to use a gun <laughs> like and then he I mean, also has to work with the Joker and now they're saying there's some death stroke like, death stroke Slade. right like, like, I'm like he's out of options right the world is yeah. in like so what? Like he's using a gun. And then, um, I mean, we're pretty obviously going to see like that he's probably going to be able, like demons or something along those lines. Like he's probably not pulling out guns on people uh, because like that whole like uh, that whole smoke bomb he threw that Clark couldn't see through because it had lead in it or something. He fired that out of something that like looked a lot like a gun. So there was a lot of him using like gun shaped things in this movie there weren't actually guns. And I think that's a lot of the point. And that is another thing people don't consider, right? Um, Red Hood is like- The worst? That. <laughs> well, that, but also he'd, he'd, be like, he'd be like Batman if Batman was the worst, yeah? Yeah. He'd be running around, he'd be using guns. I mean, literally this was, this was Batman as Red Hood. You're welcome. Right, right? like this- is that what you become, right? <laughs> that's what you want, right? Who's Red Hood's girlfriend? <laughs> I thought that was cool. But see, that's the problem. They were like, Zach took something that could have been cool. And then he said it was bad. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is bad to just be 
a violent man and crazy yeah. and like yeah we do <laughs> understand and comprehend the reasoning these characters have like if i just knock them down they can get back up and be a problem again right, right. <laughs> if i kill them they don't get up again <laughs> so then they're not a problem anymore so it's solved we get it um it's just uh you're still supposed to not kill people even if that's less troublesome <laughs> And isn't that funny? Like they complain about Clark killing Zod, but then I saw people complaining. Wonder he was about to melt that family right in front of mm-hmm. him that second if he didn't. And then these same people complained, you know, Wonder Woman took Maxwell Lord's head off in the books. I'm like, yeah, but was it playing out in the same way? Did, if, Did she need to take his head off in this situation? In, to solve not in this movie, not with the way it played out. That <laughs> so, would have been yeah. a while if she walked in there and was like, hey, Max, beheaded him. We were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no more wish done, bitch. That would have been crazy. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> that would have also been hilarious because it's insane. It would have been nuts. Like, <laughs> holy crap. When she takes Stephen Wolf's head off in Justice League, that's earned. This dude is out yeah. here wilding, but Max just needed to calm down, okay? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a very different movie. He needed oh. his son to say, Daddy, I still approve of you, even if you're not good at making money. Like, he, he that's just what he needed. needed. He needed to simmer down, that's all. Like, um, but his son was like, you know, I, I love you because you're my dad and I love you. It's like, so not because I'm a successful millionaire, no, just because your daddy. He was like, oh, so we're already good. Okay, we're Yeah, cool. you were already good. That wouldn't work with Stephen Wolf. I just want to put no. that on record that um, I don't think Stephen Wolf has a son who'd be like, hey, I mean, he tried that with Cheetah and she was like, bitch, you thought. Like, hey, <laughs> that daddy, doesn't work with everyone. Daddy, don't kill all the humans on Earth. And then Stephen Wolf would be like, you know what? That's fair. Let me go talk to Darkseid and we'll chill out. <laughs> Someone has to be behead him, okay? So just accept yeah. that in the R-rated <laughs> Justice League Snyder cut. People are gonna die because they have to die, and that's just yeah. it is what it is. Like sometimes like, different movies do different things, guys, and have different tones. Yeah. And then also the different things necessitate different stuff. Because yeah. if Clark could have solved the Zod problem with a conversation, he then would've. that's what he would have done. He tried, <laughs> tried very hard. <laughs> He did try. Even when he was holding his neck, he was like, please stop. Like, stop it. <laughs> God wasn't, he wasn't going to stop. He was going to yeah. kill that family and he was just going to keep going. Like, he, he was, was going to kill everybody. It was endless. He wasn't That's what he said. Stop. He's like, I'm going to kill every single human you care about. And by that, I mean everyone, because you care about everybody. I'm going to kill everybody. That's what he said. That's what Feora said. Like, they weren't playing, but that's what they're going to do. Like, and it is funny. Like, this is what I mean by like Zod was just being petty, and I don't think he ever really had any plans to to work with Clark long term. Him showing him that vision of all the skulls and stuff. Right. I'm like now you. I'm like now you just playing in his face. No, what? Now you just playing in his face at this point. Right. Because for a second I thought, oh, maybe like the Kryptonians and the humans could be just like, I don't know, hanging out or whatever. And then he was like, no, mountain of skulls, drowning in skulls. skulls. Oh my God. Everyone. Mountain of tiny skulls. We're just going to kill all your babies. (laughs) (laughs) Teacup humans dead. (laughs) So yeah, no, Zod's. that's a crazy man but like that's also like why we had this problem that's why Jarrell couldn't reason with him either that's how Jarrell got stabbed he was trying to talk to him 
unreasonable guy like that's what it came down to I mean he was given one purpose and that purpose wasn't be good at talking yeah so I mean I feel like people aren't really and then also that was part of the like whole deal with Krypton and like why his parents did that because when you have people that are pre- have predetermined roles and personalities in this way they can't change like they are inflexible so just like that council was just like I guess we'll sit here and die mm. like you know because these people you know um were bred to be single-minded it was impossible to change any of their minds just like the Spartans. not one mind in- got changed in Krypton ever this, this is the Spartans in 300 right they took the yeah. boys from when they were little forced them to be child soldiers, bred them to the point where their whole life goal was to get this glorious death in battle. And then they were like, we got a chance to get a glorious death in battle with the Persians. And they sacrificed their families, their wives, all of Sparta, just to get this shot. The the other city state, sorry, Athens. Yeah, they didn't (laughs) care. They were just like, glorious death. And it's like, Because they could have been part of glorious empire, but then there's no glorious death. So screw that. Like, y'all could have been Persians. That would have been dope, but no. (laughs) No, they don't want that. And it's funny (laughs) that people looked at that and they're like, oh, it's racist. The white people were good and the Persians were bad. Where they go, the white people were morons. (laughs) and they were portrayed as morons right they killed their babies who didn't live up to to their standards and they turned their kids into child soldiers and we saw this on like we saw it then they abandoned all their women to die yeah so were they the good guys? and they murdered peaceful messengers that were just Mm -hmm. there to talk you refuse, see them in their cute little robes like right. what i refuse, don't even have a sword like what do you refuse like four chances of peace too yeah. right it was the e- the so-called racist evil persians or whatever who kept going like oh, let's be friends let's be friends let's be friends let's be friends <laughs> like okay you've been pressed upon us that you're tough uh let's right. be friends like no right so and I'll, a lot of times when people say that stuff they're just talking about them about their real feelings um i really think that because you know, just like in Wonder Woman, if you saw that, if you saw that Arab man as being evil, rather than just being someone who is dealing with desperation and also dealing with the effects of the stone, Um, that's because you see those people. That's not because of how they are. Just like if you watch 300 and you were like, yeah, you know, who's terribly evil, like these evil brown Persians, what that I, wasn't the movie portrayal. What that, I saw in Wonder Woman 84 was uh, um, that guy get manipulated by Max and yeah. that stone. Then his security people getting mind controlled into helping Max escape. Yeah. And to the point where they were about to run over their own citizens because they couldn't stop because they were mind controlled and Wonder Woman yeah. stopped them. They yeah. weren't evil. None of them were evil in those scenes. No. I don't know where people pull that from other than projection. the answer to that is their projection. own racism that's where they pull that from projection because projection uh, <laughs> and I've, and I, and that happens a lot of time a lot of the time like um you know when people are talking about the movie uh you know uh showgirls one of the most common reasons given uh for it being you know sexist is that you know it like puts down women that do sex work and it's like does it because the protagonist does 
Um, and when that guy like puts in her face that she had a like previous, he finds out that she was arrested for solicitation. So he finds out, you know, uh, she used to walk the streets. Um, he puts in her face, she spits in his face. She like throws everything he tried to give her back at him. Like if, if you're gonna look down me this way, I don't want anything to do with you. And then she circles around to the guy that robbed her at the beginning of the movie and robbed him back at knife point. And that's how the film ends. So did the re- movie really look down at her for that? Mm. I don't think so. I think that was you, right? Yeah, I mean. And like literally every character that like looked down on her because of that had a negative outcome in that movie. And she like, you know, got the one up on them. So I think a lot of movie criticism is people getting all into what's in their own heads about certain kinds of people as opposed to what actually happens on the screen with these people. Then oh. there's also the thing that like, you know, this is what feminism does. It's um, it's vilified beauty in women and mm-hmm. like sexiness. So it's made that the enemy. It's like, no matter what, if there's even an inch of that in anything, it's anti-feminist. <laughs> Which of course meant that the most man, sexist movie ever was Sucker Punch. Yeah, if there's a man that- So much glitter and high heels. If the main, the main woman of the movie loves a man in any kind of way, anti-feminist. Yeah. <laughs> Period. And I'm just like, mm, there's well, people don't realize stuff. how much sexist stuff because, they've internalized. Because there's there's Elena Gilbert, right? Which is anti-feminist. <laughs> And then there's Wonder Woman and Steve. Yeah. These are very different things. Like, yeah. she's not going to sacrifice her whole family and her world and not give a shit for Steve, right? The <laughs> right. way Elena would for her. And did. <laughs> she'd kill herself. She'd kill her friends. She'd kill her family. She'd kill the entire planet. Yeah. For I mean, reason. literally, literally, what? the reason her aunt is dead is because if her aunt had known that there were vampires in town, she would have had less opportunities to have sex with her boyfriend. She, so she was going to have her aunt be defenseless with vampires. So like, she her boyfriend. We're calling these things the same thing just because there's a man involved. <laughs> it's silly. It is. And I think that a lot of, I think a lot of people manage to get so far down that path that it turns into a circle where it's sexist in the other way. Because <laughs> right? now you're putting down women for being straight. <laughs> you're right? saying women are less than if they if, like love men. <laughs> if right. Now, now you're less of a woman if you're in love. And then on top <laughs> you're of You're literally that, saying that you believe the sexist trope that women in love are weak and should be looked down upon and are contemptible. <laughs> right. And then all the things you hate about you know, 007, you're saying, oh, a woman action star should be. So what are we doing? Is toxic masculinity not terrible if it's a woman doing it? What? What are we doing? What are we doing? (laughs) Right. What are we doing? (laughs) And I mean, a lot of people don't seem to realize that it's possible for women to play out those same toxic masculine traits. Uh, because when anyone you can does be it. masculine as a woman you can be feminine as a man some of them are um you know everybody has some yin and some yang and if it's bad yang it's always ugly and I'll, I'll just say this because I feel like nowadays I can't even use I can't even identify myself as feminist because of the way people move what I can what I consider to be good rep for a woman is if she has her own life she has her own goals 
she has things she cares about. She has a past. She has a history, family, mm-hmm. friends. You know what I mean? She has a life um, and a purpose. Yes. That's a good written character. Right. right? Yeah. If she also and her has, purpose isn't like a man. <laughs> right. Like it's not the purpose that isn't that. Right. So <laughs> if she also just has someone who also loves her and is supporting her, all Steve ever does, Steve is Diana's hype man. If Diana was a rapper, Steve would be on the stage hyping her up. He, that's all yeah. he does. I don't see the issue. Right? <laughs> like, I'd love my own personal hype man, personally. Right, sounds of great. Of gender, but, you know, whatever. Like, what is the issue? Hype <laughs> human. What's the, what's the problem with someone being like, this is the greatest person ever? <laughs> Just walking around <laughs> walking right. around and saying that like what is literally like, steve is mean? like you gotta go can i help how so like that's what he does oh you need to get to cairo i can fly a plane what do you need right. oh you know we're having a problem on the road i can drive a thing like <laughs> what do you need let me see what i can like, do let's see they act like he does things for her and that's never the case <laughs> He was like, remember in the first movie when it was up to that point where he just thought she was a little cuckoo? Like she was like, she didn't really have these powers. And um, you know, Aries didn't really exist or whatever. Like he still thought she was a little crazy. And then she was like doing all these amazing things. And his right. reaction could have been like gross, you know, like they could have made him have it a could have been like Darren from Bewitched. Like, you need to tone it down. <laughs> But he didn't do that. He was like, okay, sick. Like, like let's go with that. Yeah. Like, she's drawing fire. Let's help her fight. Like, he just was like, all right, cool. Yeah, let's get behind this gal. Right. Like, we all right. We're rolling with it. Like, it was like, yeah. it was never like a point where he was just trying to like play down how strong she was or anything like that. When I think about that, I literally immediately think of Darren and I think of how Andorra always called him Durwood. And Durwood was always like, can you just wash the dishes? <laughs> like, do issue, you really right? have like to magic was, it? Oh, like, you think I can't do my job? You need to magic up my job? How about I do my job and you wash them dishes with your hands, Samantha? <laughs> wasn't he was that a hater. issue, right? Like he was, Yeah, he was, he, was, he was a hater about her powers. Like he was resentful of them. He was jealous of them. And uh, he didn't like that it made her doing her womanly things easier because she wasn't, you know, houseworking all day. And he didn't like (laughs) that she was good at his job. So whenever he's like, oh, I have a deadline, she's like, I can come up with advertising stuff. And then he's like, only thing I'm good at is work. You can just do everything. You're the worst. You got my project in on time. (laughs) He's he's, He's a jealous hater. That's why she needed to leave him. And here's a fun fact. Elizabeth Montgomery, who played Samantha, was mm-hmm. married to a man just like Darren. He got her pregnant six times over the course of that show and hoped she would get fired. Wasn't there something similar like, um, what was it? Not to get too off course, but um, <laughs> I love the, I love the show. What is it called? I love Lucy. I love that show. Yeah. He was abusing her in real life. Yeah. yeah. That was awful. And like, also like on the show, don't love how we talk to her. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wasn't he like putting her over his knee and stuff? Like it was played for last or he was a psycho in her yeah. life or something. And I was like, yikes. Yeah, he's putting <laughs> down all the time. And particularly putting her putting down her ability to be a performer. Mm-hmm. Like, cause she always like he put on shows and she wanted to be in the show. And he's always like, no, because you suck. And that yeah. was the running gag. <laughs> yeah, that was sad. Um, <laughs> i'm like this this is not what we're watching when we're watching steve go okay sick she's super powerful let's help her out like no he's just driving the car behind her she runs on the road at super speed like come on guys 
like, let's I would make this something it's not it's not right and like I also think that you know like we were talking earlier about how like our reversal doesn't make it better like all of these movies where you have all these like useless women who just sort of tag around getting rescued it wouldn't be better if we had useless men who tagged around getting you know rescued and couldn't yeah. in any way shape or form be help? of help <laughs> goose um no not goosebumps <laughs> i'm always thinking about that show i love that show um no ghostbusters 2016 tried that they tried to have the himbo character and it flopped because it was just annoying it's like i didn't like it when it's a woman and it was annoying when it was a man and even though i like what bothered me about the movie is that i like the characters i like the actresses and chris hemsworth too and i found it funny but i found this um they were they tried too hard yeah and so it flopped because they were trying so hard to be as anti-man as they could and making yeah. very beautiful actresses hideous like they went <laughs> right so hard to my to try and make them <laughs> ugly and I'm like you don't need to do that they don't need to be in dresses and high heels but they don't have to be ugly to I be mean, some, but they some, can be oh Wonder Woman 84 hot ladies everywhere like, you, you get what I mean like I'm not I don't even wear heels as you know what I mean but right like um I don't have to look I'm well ugly. over six feet tall in heels so it's a lot like I don't have to be ugly to to be a uh, independent woman like this right. is, I don't get the it's forceful it's too yeah you know I mean? it's, it's yeah it's forceful, it's forced. because yeah. even you liked like pers- this is my thing right I don't believe and I'm gonna keep saying this women get up right every day and when we get dressed up nice we're thinking about the men who will look at us personally for me I put on my clothes and I look in the mirror and I glow I look cute and I want to look cute because I like looking at cute things, right? Yeah. So and I look, look at myself a lot because I, I have a mirror I, I right there. It's big. I walk past it. I look at myself all the time and take plenty of selfies because I think I look cute. It has nothing to do with right. men. So I'm like, as long as we understand people appreciate beauty, why wouldn't you also want you to be beautiful? <laughs> like, I don't believe that's right. a real, I don't believe it has any place in feminism that you shouldn't want to comb your hair. Why not? <laughs> Why don't you like, want we're here to look nice? How's what? Like, what does that have to do with anything? It's I mean, so- I think people, I think people get certain things confused because you take the initial point where like women don't exist to be beautiful for men. And in situations right. that don't require mo- beauty, it shouldn't be required of women. You shouldn't right. have to wear heel- heels to be an airline stewardess and like nylons. It shouldn't still be a, the law of the land in several states that female attorneys have to wear pantyhose in 2021. Right. Like, and in some courts can't wear pants. Like you shouldn't have to mm-hmm. like, you know, be um, beautiful in order to like function in the world. But that isn't, a requirement that women be ugly (laughs) hello can we say that choice yeah you should have the option to look pretty or not right is that not the point so if I want to wear lip gloss why do I have to hear from someone else that I'm wearing lip gloss because I care about what men think and I'm trying to impress or maybe I like the fucking color pink and sparkles and I put that shit on my lip because I think it looks cute what is wrong right. with you? If you don't like it, fine. But why do so we you can go not wearing now, lip gloss? Now you're going full circle and saying instead of because now you're trying to, to control pretty, my behavior. Exactly, you're still controlling my body. First, it was you have to look pretty. Now it's you have to look ugly or you don't like it. So I have to do something still. What is this? 
Right. Like at what point do you, I, I get the autonomy to make the decisions about how I'd like to present myself in my body? Where's the choice? Part? Where's the choice? Why can't Diana <laughs> have her legs out if she wants to? What is like, what is the problem? And like Wonder Woman 84 even kind of commented on that because like Babs had just started her new job and she was kind of nervous and she was trying to kind of like, you know, do herself up more than usual. And she had on some heels and she's having a hard time like walking in them. And um, someone like said to her that scientists like don't wear heels and she felt like stupid. Mm -hmm. And when she uh, fell, she repeated that thing that had been said to her. And Diana walks up to help her. And when she looks at her feet, Diana's wearing heels. It's your choice. Yeah, like if they didn't heels, really they make a heels. big deal of it, but they kind of just sort of had that moment where it was like, okay, let's not put down scientists that want to wear heels. Like you're not less of a scientist in heels. Let's not do that. <laughs> it's This is dumb because now we're just, we're taking a left and going in <laughs> the opposite <laughs> way and meeting in right. the same circle of controlling what women do. Yeah. And it sounds like it's, it's, you know, 20 years ago and Denise Richards is playing a scientist in a movie and people are saying that doesn't make sense because she's too blonde, her boobs are too big. She can't be smart. And then we're doing this thing too, where I'm like, do we not see how we're doing exactly the same stupid thing men do, right? We put Chris Hemsworth in there as being the hot guy to be rescued and him being hot is the point, right? Like, oh, he's good, he's good looking. And we're always <laughs> gonna do that, right? We're gonna, when we have these these comedy movies with women who aren't attractive, their love interest is always gonna be an attractive guy mm -hmm. every time. So even yeah. we understand, we understand <laughs> that right. you like to look at things that look nice, right? We get that. Right. But <laughs> but it's just funny that in this this uber feminist movie, right? They do this with Chris and that's the gag. The gag is this commentary right. on that. And then they make the villain a ugly guy. <laughs> Why do you do that? Right. I, I thought that we, what we were trying to say is that is the problem of, you know, kind of uh, demonizing or valorizing people based on their looks. I thought that was the problem, but I guess not. So hotness isn't the issue unless you're a woman then. So <laughs> what you're saying, feminism is women should have shouldn't have to look any kind of way or anything men have to be hot right <laughs> i would like no, to look no, like right? a dumpster fire and i need you to look like henry cavill look if <laughs> i'm gonna be frumpy and a frumpy guy approaches me i can't tell him shit like you know what <laughs> i look bad too so we just both look stupid right now. I can't be like, sorry, I'm too glamorous. Like, I'm too my sweatpants. Uh, like, how just dare, like your sweatpants. How dare you come up to me in your onesie when I'm in my onesie? Like, what, what are we doing? Like, right. um, so I'm like, come on. You got to hold people to the same standards. If you require men to have, have be perfect looking, then you should have to look nice for them too. And if you don't give or a Or you should at least not be mad about them expecting or wanting you to be nice because that's what you want from them. So mm -hmm. at the very least, you shouldn't be upset about someone having the same desires you have. Exactly. So yeah. <laughs> Want to talk about Snyder Cut a little more before we end yeah. this? Um, yeah, so I guess the one theory I have about this movie is that I think the team is going to lose and Barry is going to have to run back in time which is what we kind of see is him running mm -hmm. back in time in the Batman versus Superman scene and 
He has to run back and he has to tell Superman to help them. He has to unfuck something. Yeah, he has right. Because I feel like <laughs> I feel like they're gonna bring Superman back and he's gonna be like, no, y'all could choke. And then they lose. <laughs> and he's gonna be like, yikes, run back and then have to be like, hey Superman, you don't help us actually. Everyone dies. So maybe help us this time. And then <laughs> then he's gonna help them. But I, I feel like that's what's gonna happen. And, yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely think they're gonna do something with time that takes us to the moment that Barry like kind of came from just you know what I mean uh when we see him come from the future and like the other and like the movies leading up to this yeah uh, they're going to bring us up to um that point in some way shape or form I also think that um we're going to get a better idea of like what the villains actually want mm. uh because like he's like I want to collect the boxes and make it <laughs> hell because I was born there mm-hmm. I, I miss home and mother just I get mother 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 he said mother so much it's like okay <laughs> Stephen Wolf you get we get it you really like the mother box like calm down <laughs> right could we turn down the Final Fantasy 7 a little it's getting weird now like <laughs> <laughs> my goodness i'm surprised his last words weren't mother i mean joss is supposed to bring the jokes i think he i think he left us out to dry with that just like he left us out to dry having a fight where there's no water but we got aquaman look that's just rude (laughs) and we see him like what like just being tossed from hero to hero in the sky (laughs) they're playing Quidditch with Aquaman. <laughs> oh, just this week. What a funny movie. A nonsense. I think the best part of that movie is you can see what was um the reshoots. And you yeah. can see like the point at when all hope leaves Ben Affleck's face and he just stops trying. <laughs> Someone pointed out he even starts speaking with a Chicago accent. Like you can just see he's just like, oh, I guess I'm here. And I have to say this line. <laughs> oh my God. Hope. It was just sad. A oh. nightmare. And you can also tell that all of Diana's scenes are cut really short because you see her in these like fabulous outfits with this really distinct hair and makeup. Like you can tell the team spent some time putting this look together. And then she's there for like 30 seconds like she must wear like 20 outfits in this movie it's weird <laughs> she doesn't do a lot in this movie if you well her scenes are clearly it. cut like yeah. there's even one where like we see her like through a security camera and some man just narrating what she's doing that feels like <laughs> they were like man we cut as much of her as we could we've got to leave this in so we get this point of information why don't we just show her doing it and have a man tell us what's happening so we can have even less of her and there's even like there's remember that scene where they meet up with commissioner gordon on the rooftop and cyborg shows up and barry's like okay who's this okay <laughs> hi who's this guy right that scene right <laughs> when when cyborg comes he says something about the labs or whatever he's like oh i just came from the labs and that's never explained what the hell he's talking about. What lab? Because as far as we know, he's just in his apartment all day, yeah? So clearly right. they cut some big thing out. Right, because like, because we see when he's talking to his dad that like, you know, his dad hasn't told anyone in the labs that he's, the victor's alive. So something happened between there and there. Yeah, like they cuts. he cuts so much of 
Victor stuff out this movie <laughs> and it didn't make any sense and then he just threw in that Russian family I've never seen a plot look so added in as with that Russian family yeah it was very it was like weird so displaced like <laughs> and it was and it was also like are, are there other families in the area like is there a reason i kept waiting for them to, for them to reveal the reason we're watching them like we're gonna find out one of them has a kryptonite spear or a trident or something in their living room like i was okay. waiting for the reason why we're watching this particular russian family and it just never materialized he was really was like a reason. he was like here's five civilians for the movie that are live that are like living in chernobyl because remember all this is like closed off from like radioactive race what are y'all what are y'all even doing here right there's like, not even grass like, you can't even go grass there. where's How the rest of the people here? that they're supposed to be saving like it's just weird well because and they established that there like aren't people there that's part of why they're having this fight here is they don't kill up a bunch of like people and they and they say that like this is like basically you know Chernobyl and all the people have evacuated and like long since left nothing grows there like that so that's that's why they ain't got no neighbors but the question is why are they there either and the answer is because they didn't have enough white people (laughs) Jeez. uh so they could like I don't know be there and be white and they were there and they were white (laughs) I just don't, I don't understand. It's so <laughs> uh, the flash didn't do much either. That was what's fascinating to me. It's like, it's just a big deal. Like if you watch the trailers, it's like Bruce is getting this team together and then half the team doesn't do shit in this movie. So it's like, why did he do that? What was the point? Yeah. And then a lot of it. Like, <laughs> he just needed we, Superman apparently in Cyborg because it was good <laughs> shit, right? Right. Like, and we kind of uh, don't, Another scene I'm pretty sure was cut short was the one where Cyborg and Wonder Woman are talking. He literally just flies off while she's like still talking. I'm pretty sure there was more to that scene. <laughs> it was like, you know, she was like, you know, I'm trying. And if you're here, you're trying to just it's like, what? <laughs> what was it was so short. I'm like, what? Like, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure there was like more conversation. And Joss was like, brr, woman and black man talking. <laughs> He's like, don't like this. Let's film that scene of Barry falling on her boobs instead. Let's <laughs> let's try it. to film that scene because yeah. gals titties were not up for it. They yeah, had to get a body she, double. Yeah, awful. Like, <laughs> did this really need to be in your movie, Josh? He's so annoying. And what's annoying about that in particular is he did that already with Black Widow and Bruce Banner in Avengers 2. He did that exact same gag. Um, the robots were like attacking Tony's apartment. Black Widow falls and Bruce falls on her boobs. The exact same camera angle, everything. It's the same thing. And I'm just like, Joss, are you okay? Like, do you need someone to let you put your head in their boobs and then you'll move past this? Like, what, what's going on where you need to add this in your movie? His ex-wife. <laughs> That's what I just don't know. Like, oh, it's real weird. Like, why this particular thing? Like, are you okay? He misses mother. That's why there's all this mother talk and all this resting face and titties. Such a weirdo. I can't. His mommy issues it. all over the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has time for the depth of issues that dudes be having. Uh, dudes like yeah. Joss. <laughs> and I mean, it's a, it's very obvious. There was a lot of chop and screw. It was obvious there's some chop stuff with like Aquaman and with Mira. 
uh, it was obvious there was some like stuff that was like kind of like weirdly randomly missing there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, she came back to like Amber, which we can talk about her a tiny bit. <laughs> came back to <laughs> still more scenes, right? Speaking and, of Mira. Yeah. Um, so obviously, she's has more in this movie than we thought. Um, yeah. Iris West was added back into the movie. Victor's right. Mom was added and like back. literally the scene where he rescues Iris was sure enough they could get in a trailer. The only reason to entirely remove Kiersey Clemens from this movie is because you just didn't want another Black woman existing in the world. He was just like, F this Black woman. Let's just like <laughs> cut her out of the way for no reason. Right. What was the reason? Why couldn't, why couldn't Barry have like a Well, also part story? of it, I think, was because... Um, for whatever reason, Joss decided that what he wanted the joke to be with Barry is that like he's never saved anybody and no- doesn't know what's going on. So I guess we have to leave out him rescuing Iris. That was so annoying. Like, I've never saved him before. What do I do? Just go in there, pick a person, save him, Hooper. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, we recruited somebody who's uh, never saved anyone for the Justice League, and how we recruited him was a video of him saving someone in a supermarket. Cool. Cool story. Okay, so even within this very chopped up movie, we still saw him rescue someone I before. Just push people and run away. But in Suicide Squad, he was fighting Captain Boomerang. And Captain Boomerang looked worried when he saw him, which yeah. means he knew of the Flash, right? Like he yeah. has rogues probably. But like we see him with his suit and stuff. Like, right. Like, so it's not like going? he was just chilling out and like being Barry Allen and he hasn't really wrapped his head around this whole do I want to be a hero thing. Did he make that suit so he could watch TV in it? Like, is it comfy? Like what are obviously he was already the flash they're really trying to tell me he had built this crazy suit so he could run super fast to stop tiny little robberies at the supermarket and stuff sure sure joss that makes sense right well, why were all there, there all these scratches and shit on the suit who was he fighting right. in the supermarket <laughs> i, just I thought he just pushed people and ran away right like where's the scratches from like what's going on somebody's lying you know <laughs> and then and in that scene what he what they needed him to do was to run in grab people and run out which he established is within yeah. the realm of things he's done before because even if all he'd ever done before like he hadn't fought someone he just like knocked people down grabbed them ran away that was also all we needed him to do in that scene so that still doesn't really make sense <laughs> I just... uh, it was just like, so, hey, what if we Bruce, just put the flash down constantly for no reason? Bruce, what if we just portrayed him as being way less confident than any other hero in this movie for kicks? Like, how do you go? Bruce is just running around half the movie, getting all these people together. And then all of them are like, I don't know how to do anything. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so stupid. Like, I need to At least on Voltron, they had the excuse of being in flight school when we get them all together and no one knows anything. Like literally in the trailer, he's like, I need warriors. Then he gets this guy who's like, I just push people and run. (laughs) Like, are you sure you got it? Okay, Joss, if that makes sense to you. Right. You can you can clearly tell that like when he was asked to add humor, what he thought would be funny is the running gag that the, the flash doesn't know how to be a hero. Right. And then wasn't it cute that like um, Barry and Victor go over their entire backstories in a tiny scene, like that scene where they're digging up Superman. He's like, 
I got my power from lightning ball. And Cypher's like, oh, I got mine from the the mother box. And they're like, oh, that's weird, huh? And they continue digging. And I'm like, wow, what a, that's an incredible, like, thank you for showing us that incredible thought out backstory of these two very important characters. Awesome. <laughs> we And, you know, might as well just say, what? we really wanted to cut all of that. Um, and so we did. <laughs> but I guess we got to give them something to talk about besides racial tension. <laughs> right like if these are our backstories can i give you a five my dude my my n-word no what's that? up my broham brother my shizzle bro- my nizzle can we fist bump a jump dump pump bump bump right i guess you're saying what's up y'all too at the end maybe yeah. that's why they cut his black girlfriend out so we could have him act like he's never met a black person before right. So, oh man, I, I've never seen one of the blacks. I hate this movie. Um, right. I'm sorry, it's so stupid. <laughs> and then also, can we point out, even if the first time he was like, oh yeah, let's like dap up, and he was like, no. So we're supposed to believe that Barry's stupid <laughs> enough, he would like be like, let's try something else like this. We're supposed to buy that not only did he do that the first time, he didn't pick up Victor ain't here for it and decide not to do any more of that. Okay. How dumb is Barry supposed to be in this movie? I feel like the answer to that is like very dumb. Like, but then they have him clearly knowledgeable about sciencey stuff and he like built the suit and stuff. Like <sighs> what? Is that a new shower curtain? <laughs> oh Lord Grandma. You okay? Uh, sorry. No. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He's like the Flash is portrayed as being like real dumb in this movie, um, for no apparent reason, uh, and like he's never tried this whole talking to other people thing before. Um, and also another thing they left out from his backstory is it's not clear to me why he's like a drifter either. Like, it's not clear to me why he doesn't live in like a regular house, like why he's like off the grid, like that they didn't give any indication as to like the why on that. Like his dad's worried about it, but we don't even know why it's happening. It's fair enough if you're going to be like, oh, they're going to go over this in their individual movies, but that's not really- But like this movie is- but this like, movie is also supposed to be their introduction. So I feel like you right. got to still at least hit the basics. Like they should at least, we should at least get them talking a little bit more about themselves. Like, I don't even understand. And a right. lot of these, a lot of them, they didn't even have conversations with each other. Like did Diana yeah. and Barry ever have a conversation? No. Like it's things like that. Like did Arthur ever talk to Clark? When Clark shows up, people just act like, oh, hey, it's Clark our friend Clark. And Clark, right. and Clark acts like he knows them too. He's just like, yeah, he does. what's going on here? Like this is When did y'all weird. become super friends? Like, cause he's, he's never seen any of y'all before. He showed up and he's like, is this guy still bothering you? And then Bruce is like, yeah, all happy in the corner. <laughs> Whatever, Bruce has a crush on Clark, I can buy that. But the rest of this makes no sense, okay? Like, I, I will say why. it was very funny when Clark first like, sort of like woke up and he was tripping. And then he was like, and then he saw Bruce. He was like, wait, I remember you. Oh, right, right. You want to know if I bleed? <laughs> that was gangster. I was amused. <laughs> He's like, let's I see mean, if you bleed. There's definitely um, entertaining value. <laughs> Not for the reasons it should be there, but. <laughs> no. It's a movie that's funny. Like, um, 
the whole slow-mo with, with Barry looking at Clark and then Clark looking at him. <laughs> and Clark moves so Barry fast looking back at him. in the speech force. Oh, and Barry's like, oh no. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not running days. up on him at all. <laughs> uh, it's oh, funny in a, in a way that it shouldn't be funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh gosh. And I mean, also all the scenes with Bruce and Diana are funny, including the one where she nearly flat out beats his ass. Oh my God. And that scene was so out of character. I'm like, there's no way Bruce would be this reckless and rude about Steve. He doesn't even know enough about Steve to throw this in her face. And then also to throw when it they in her face in front of a bunch of other people. Like when did they have the conversation where he knew how much Steve meant to her? He just found yeah. like, he found a picture and sent it to her. How did he get right. all this info? Like what? Because even if he managed to dating, like, you know, what? even if he managed to like match the military records to like his face with facial recognition and find out who Steve is, that would just give him the name Steve. That wouldn't give yeah. him my boyfriend who died tragically and I was in love with him. Yeah. It would just give him my dead, the, my, a dead man I knew. We fought this Latino guy who was just need to calm down. You didn't have any of that information. <laughs> no, none of that. Like, you don't have any of that info. So I'm just like, how is he able to? Oh, <laughs> did he just look at the picture and go, who's the hottest guy in this picture? And be like, I bet that was her man. Disrespect. Um, so it's like, <laughs> This is like, how did, how's he going to be like, did Steve tell you? You know nothing about Steve, right? So what do you mean? I I did think it's funny that everyone took a subtle step back. Like, oh, I guess if you decide it's time to get drafty, no like, it's time to get out of the way. Arthur didn't just step back. He got off and moved like a police to the other side of the room. He was like, oh, okay, let me go sleep. Like, I'm all set, whatever this is. <laughs> Well, I mean, as we got from his magic lasso moment, <laughs> Arthur was up to here with everything about this situation and its likely impact on his continued existence, but he was just trying to push through. <laughs> like, Arthur looked like he needed a drink through this whole movie. <laughs> he was like, wow, you know how to make this conversation better? Beer. You know what would make everything that's happening in Chernobyl better? Beer. Oh my God. Okay, let me try. Just toss me over there. Huh? Whatever. I think Jason was probably feeling that way in real life. Like, what are we doing here? Because he was he was like the first person, I think, who was like, yeah, there's a Snyder Cut. We should see a Snyder Cut. Release yeah. a Snyder Cut. He was like the first person he hated this yeah. movie. <laughs> Dude, do you know that Zack Snyder didn't even, has never even seen this movie? Uh, apparently, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Christopher Nolan and Zach's, and Zach's wife um, and some other folks, like, watched this movie. Uh, you know, they're the first ones to see it, obviously. And when they saw this, they were like, oh, no, Zach needs to, like, never see this. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did say that. He did say he's never seen the movie. <sighs> I yeah, wish that was his, me. His wife was like, it would break his heart. Zach needs to never see this. I wish that was me. Not only did I see it, I saw it in theaters. And then I walked out and I was just like, this man is a domestic terrorist. Like, just, all of these unwarranted things we say about Zach. And here am I call, here I am calling him a domestic terrorist. But you know what? I'm just going to say it with my whole chest. What he did was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> It should be illegal. That's how I feel. And I stand by that. 
And I mean, clearly between that and whatever else happened on set, like everybody decided like, we must get rid of this man. Patty Jenkins came out against Joss. It was like Zack Snyder's movie, the one that's canon. Like everybody and their mama was like, you know what kind of hell Joss can go to. Pretty sure Titans is just taken heavily influenced from the Snyder verse too. It feels like it to me. Oh, for sure. So. I mean, you can definitely see like um, some similarities in character and you can see some similarities in like uh, kind of like personality tics and fighting style between, um, you know, uh, Dick and Bruce. Like you, I can easily yeah. get the impression this is the man who taught Dick Grayson how to fight. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it feels similar. Like I've seen the edits and everything and they just fit together all of it. So. Mm-hmm. yeah I don't know <laughs> and then Titan gave us a taste of uh Bruce off the end and yeah. he didn't even get that far off the end in this so, movie you know, and folks are very so what I'm what I'm gonna how we can end this podcast <laughs> is with me saying this um one I would love to see Ben Affleck do the Batusi and two <laughs> yes <laughs> if he didn't lose Bruce if he didn't lose Dick he would absolutely grow to be the nice, soft dad Bruce that we saw in Titans, who yeah. does the Batusi in Dick's um, crazy, you know, hallucination. And suggest that Dick not kill people in their bathtubs. I'm just going to go ahead and I'm just going to say that as canon, that that's who he would become if his Robin did not yeah. die. And no one can debate me on this because there's no way to prove me wrong. So there. <laughs> Well, the movies are kind of trying to get him back there if we're allowed to have a Justice League too. But I mean, according to Zach uh, and some other folks, this thing ends <laughs> in a cliffhanger and Zach's already pitched <laughs> a sequel to it because he was oh, supposed he to get five movies. <gasps> no, yeah. that would be great. I kind of feel like um, maybe... <laughs> I don't know who this fandom must <laughs> I, tear like, asunder I, to make this happen. But... I heard that like um, Zach's version was going to be two-parter and so I guess there was going to be part one and two and then the third mm-hmm. Justice League movie. So mm-hmm. if the one they released on HBO Max is a full four-hour, basically part one and two, he'd just need that one more movie to wrap yeah. the whole thing up. So they should just give it to him and stop playing. Like, why not? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then they can... Uh, why not? And then they can go do Black Superman and Supergirl and whatever else in the world that I try not to overthink. They can, like, the whole multiverse exists. You can do everything and anything you want all at the same time. And it, yeah. not and it can all be canon and all be true. There are 52 Earths and Earth X, y'all. There's no particular reason that we have to be in any kind of panic over, like, sort of, like, well, minor details character. of this oh, one can't or that use this one. Oh, no, we can't have the siren because Catwoman is in the Batman. That's stupid. It's, Why can't there be two Catwomans? Knock it off. Yeah, and they don't even have to be the same one. Just right. like we have a, yeah. Titans is obviously in a different Earth in this one because, you know, Dick Grayson is alive uh, in Titans and he's not like in the movies. So clearly this is a different Earth in the same world. Right, uh, who cares? This so what's stupid. one more? And they've established that Doom Control is another, Doom Patrol is like another Earth. Cool. Right. So I don't know. Is there any reason the movies can't have one more <laughs> no there's not and 
Hamada and whoever those two guys and whoever else is an idiot for <laughs> for insisting that we move forward this way in DC. It's annoying and pointless. And it's also just super like not gonna happen because real love, if they get rid of all of these actors under these unembattled dubious circumstances in the midst of like a, you know, punted investigation, a good number of folks are just going to be out. Yeah, like, so Ray Fisher definitely made it a big thing that <laughs> some of you really suck and we all know. So just kind of firing a bunch of, you know, these people isn't really going to work. But good luck if, like, that's your plan. Um, Godspeed. <laughs> good luck finding new fans for this, I guess. How are you going to put out, like, Joss Whedon's, I mean, Zach's Justice League this month in a few days or whatever? in a couple weeks yeah which is going to do crazy streaming numbers oh yeah remind everyone that we love these versions of these characters and then just be like and most of them are never going to appear again right this is not gonna (laughs) besides the flash movie you're never going to see any of these actors as these characters again yeah good luck well that gives me a lot of reason to really want to stick in this uh cinematic universe and watch more of these movies that i never get to see again these actors and performances that i like or the directorial style that I like, because people can't wait to get no more of the stuff that they want. Silly, it's not gonna work. Um, but yeah, so this- they're hoping to drag in Marvel fans, and I, I always Maybe. think that's funny because the assumption that we're all the same people is a lot but of assumption is, to make. This is I'll just simply say why this is stupid in the first place. If they're trying this again is that Joss Whedon's Justice League turned out the way it was because they were trying to make a Marvel movie. They already did this and it already failed. So let's not do it again. Well, Um, that's because like the assumption of the Venn diagram between like the kind of people who would like DC movies and the kind of people who like Marvel movies, they're assuming this is a circle, but there's a lot of people on the outside of this Venn diagram that like this type of thing and don't like that type of thing. And the idea that they're going to completely kind of change the minds of all of these MCU people who watch all these dozens of movies and gotten invested in all this stuff. They don't just like the style of it. They like all of that stuff. They're invested in that stuff. Mm -hmm. So even if you were to completely change the style of how you do DC movies to match that, that doesn't give someone a reason to hop into the DC universe for Marvel. And they're never going to really support DC stuff, no matter how Marvel-like it is, because they already have this anti-DC thing there. They're never going to just, they're just never going to support DC. So it doesn't matter. No. You're trying to appeal to an audience that's never going to exist. It's a waste of your time. They also didn't like Justice League. And that was a Marvel movie. So yeah. obviously it's not, hey, if you are more like Marvel, we'd like it. They're never going to because it's not Marvel. So let it go. And you also have to factor in that these people like the Guardians and the Avengers and all of these people like, you know, it's not just like the style of the movie and you could just throw anyone in it. They, I mean, I, they like this it, whole thing. They mocked, you know, Bruce going, oh, something's definitely bleeding in Justice League while <laughs> applauding and laughing at freaking Drax making jokes about his feces or whatever in Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's just like, it's not like it's, oh, this humor is too low level. They love the right. low level crap. It's not that. Yeah. 
it's because it's DC. Right. And it's, it's always easier your to take stuff if you like that kind of thing. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. If you otherwise oh. like it, then you're not gonna care about like a little joke or whatever. If you already don't like it, then everything is annoying. It's it's what are like they I remember somebody meditated whatever. Like it's just it's, it, yeah. it doesn't matter. So and like um, you know, there's like a saying about like love. Like when you first fall in love with someone, you you know, you love even just the sound of them breathing. And then after a while, you want to kill them just in the sound of them eating crackers. <laughs> you pop that gum one more time. <laughs> you had it coming, right? Um, yeah. On that on that note, <laughs> this podcast I got super long, so I'm gonna we're gonna so say fun. bye and stop <laughs> recording. Thanks for listening, guys, and maybe we'll see you next time for Titans related. And Russian perspective. Let's get in it. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> That's everyone. Bye. <laughs>